All right, it is another Cleveland Moto podcast. We are coming from you, coming to you from the salubrious confines of Cleveland Moto on the west side. And salubrious, I like they're that. off. Such big words. I know, right? Uh, so I, we only have case, educated listeners, right? So if you guys were wondering uh, where Cameron Vanderhorst has been for these last few podcasts, I have a photograph. No, no, we're not. Uh, right there. Yeah. So there's Cameron. Uh, that's Cameron. No, that's not actually Cameron. That's Monkey from Band the Addicts. Uh, after a show and his makeup's all falling off. But this, he looks a lot like Cameron. He does. It's a little creepy kind how of? much Monkey, who's older than I am, looks like Cameron, who's the 50. youngest member of our podcast. And how much Cameron is looks a monkey. Like monkey. Right, exactly. So that's now, cool. Now, be nice. Easy nice. there, killer. So tonight. Monkey see, monkey do. God damn it. Okay, so. Uh, We've had a couple of emails, and in our emails, folks have said they love our podcast, and they just rave about it, except for one guy who's pretty pissed off right now. I want to talk about uh, that. Hey, should we introduce the crowd? Oh, hold on. We're, oh, we're talking. So we're going to talk about the one guy who's really pissed off. Let's we're talk about talk. the pissed off guy. We are. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. But the uh, but the only question, the only thing that they had said was they love the podcast, except for the side channel conversations. Because when the side channel conversations happen, they lose track of the main conversation. So you guys... Uh, so we're going to try this one time, and if we have some more side channel conversations, we're going to employ the use of a, a talking stick. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so going to be like Lord of the Flies. Like Piggy has the conch. You have the conch. <laughs> yeah. So to my immediate left is Chuck Schramm with zero motorcycles. Zero motorcycles. Uh, the other thing people hate is when you hit the hit table. The table. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. You got Chuck your only no focus. I, I tell it you, does. I'm a rookie, so. All right. So, and to his immediate left is Dustin. And his left, hmm, what? I'm still looking up salubrious. <laughs> Johnny Chrome. And his left, Jenny Mack. And his left, Chris Smith. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. So, the Wait, tonight. First of all, I got a joke. Okay, fire away. <laughs> Two goldfish are in a tank. Mm-hmm. One looks at the other and says, "Hey, do you know how to drive this thing?" <laughs> well, that's that. You know, how about so, the donut on the Mexican for dinner huh? thing? Huh? Uh, I heard diarrhea. I hear, I hear diarrhea is hereditary. It really? Run, it runs down your jeans. It runs, <laughs> it your runs in your jeans. <laughs> you got to know the punchline. Oh, How about the doe that walked out of the woods and said, Ooh, this is the last time I do that for two bucks. Oh, <laughs> little kid sitting on the edge of the Grand Canyon. He's crying his eyes out. And this guy walks up, says, son, what's the problem? What's going on? Well, mister, you don't understand. My mom and dad just got in a fight, and they ended up falling into the Grand Canyon. The guy looks at the kid, unzips his pants, and said, well, today's not your day, Junior. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. So that's it. We're going to close out the joke category. Wow. You check that off your bingo card. (laughs) That's it. So, yeah, today we had zero demo days, and now I want to bring it up. Just so you don't think this is not going to be a podcast where all we do is shill for zero motorcycles. If you listen to our podcast, you'll know that we do love them and that it's a fucking exotic experience if you've never had it. We do plenty of that. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And, and it always sounds funny saying zero motorcycles. Less than one. Do you sell yes. zero motorcycles? Yes, but not really. Yes, I mean, that yes, explains why we've accomplished what yeah. we've accomplished. Mm-hmm. That's my banker. That's my accountant. We sell zero motorcycles. But <laughs> the... Uh, and Chuck will be here. You know, Chuck is here, and we've known Chuck for a minute. They don't pay us. Lord knows they don't pay us. We, <laughs> we Poor like, Chuck. Well, we do like zeros. We enjoy them. We think that it's a, a unique experience. If you've never had it, you should ride an electric motorcycle. It's fucking weird. Like 116 foot-pounds of torque. 
is all you need to embarrass anybody ever. I mean, the guy on the H2 with all the go fast and launch control and everything else, he couldn't beat me, a dumb shit, on a zero, just going giggle, 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 pin the throttle wide open. And we win. <laughs> so that's cool. And so Chuck is here today because unlike a lot of motorcycle companies, Zero is actually here in Cleveland representing their product, doing demo rides. We're taking people out and giving them not a five-minute ride, not a ten-minute ride, but Jesus Christ. I mean, You were gone forever today. I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we did a bunch of demo rides today, and we take them down to the Metro Parks. We take them through the twisties. We violate all the laws. And <laughs> people come back, and they're like, oh, shit, that was fun. And we make sure to try it. Like, <laughs> we make sure you're going to get to ride whatever you want to ride. So if you want to ride the FXS, which is the Super Motard, which is, you know, two batteries, very lightweight, giggity, 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 it goes fast. Or if you want to do, like, the SR, which is pink slips, we'll race all day long. Uh, or whatever. We've got the bikes here. We're going to let you take them out and actually get a real long ride on them. Pretty impressive. It's a, I mean, it's a really good opportunity. If you get a chance, check out your local Zero dealer. Try an electric motorcycle because as much as our podcast is based on doing motorcycles on a budget, the fact that we can taste the fruit that is Zero Motorcycles, we all, everybody here that's ridden them has been like, fuck, these things are a little bit sick. Like, they're, they're hmm. just teetering on the edge of this should be allowed to be happening. And more power to them for embracing that sort of marketing idea that is instead of hitting you with flash and you know you know marketing shit horse shit they're just saying come out and ride the bikes and they show up at places like AMA Vintage Days they show up at shit like your local dealer and they bring the bikes they bring the people who know about them they set it up the only what were you like today to ride a bike, you just needed to have like a, a motorcycle endorsement, Mar- motorcycle endorsement, and just want to go out and have some fun. And everybody did. You're not throwing hipster uh, advertising. No, no, nope. you know? nope. have, have you met Chuck and me? <laughs> this is just your. That's going to be next year's zero scrambler that comes out. We are <laughs> exactly the high pipe zero. Yeah, we, high pipe. This is just your grassroots, <laughs> grassroots type of <laughs> advertising. There, everyone gets to. It's a win-win situation for everybody. Come on out and ride the bikes. <laughs> They're gonna put high pipes on our zero. You know, brown. Leather seat. It's just an extra bad <laughs> You just don't want. Just remember, you just don't want to get off the wrong side and burn your leg. Right. 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 When James pulled back in, he yelled at James. He's like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Be careful! Don't burn your pipe on the leg or burn your leg on the pipe." You see, you gave him a bunch of shit when he came back in on that bike. Poor guy. Make, make for, sure you turn the gas off. Right. Make sure you turn off the fuel. You leave a ton of electrons in the parking lot. Yeah, turn the electrons off. Turn the electrons off. James is sitting there shaking his head going... Well, because James is a ball buster of the highest order. And, like, if James is busting your balls, that means he probably kind of is okay with you. If he's not busting your balls and giving you fantastic customer service, he probably secretly despises you. (laughs) But when he's busting your balls, he's probably kind of like, I... And, Chuck, you've always been, like... Right back at him, so that's cool. The uh, but Chuck's been with us, you know, at AMA Vintage Days, and so he's been to these shit shows that we call events. But this is the first podcast I've been. Right, to. you've never been in a podcast, mm. and apparently you had a one of your was it one of your neighbors or somebody? Yeah, one of oh my, my neighbors. God. It was funny. I got a couple guy, a couple neighbors that ride motorcycles. <laughs> And he comes up to me, and I'm sitting in my driveway one day, and I was actually sitting there. And where I, do you live? In Egan, Minnesota. Oh, my God. And, and, uh, <laughs> he, and he said, I just want to tell you, you're famous. I said, what the fuck? What, what do you mean I'm famous? I said, I'm not famous. He said, oh, yeah, you are. He said, I said, why do you say that? 
He says, because we listen to Cleveland Pi- Oh, Jesus. Crime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you happens. guys are famous. You guys are world. I like the phrase infamous. Infamous. Uh, okay. Infamous. I think that we do a better job of being infamous than we do being famous. Uh, I... I I feel you're, you're, you, well, you are infamous. We are in. Infamous. We're in. You're in. You are in. Uh, yeah, it's, it is one of those things that we, the podcast itself <laughs> has sort of a reputation for being a little dark. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> true. Also true. The uh, Not giving a fuck. Not, you're right. So, <laughs> but everyone I talk to loves you. I know. That's the weirdest you. thing. It's like, well, you just, it's just one of those things. If you kick a dog every day, the day you don't kick him, he's going to think you don't love him anymore. And I think there might be something to that with our podcast. What's that philosophy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said earlier, well, I've had two pictures of margaritas. Call him Socrates. (laughs) Hey, I'm a philosopher. I've never been able to add this to a uh, job application. So (laughs) she called Chuck. (laughs) Is there anything new in the pipeline with zero motorcycles? Can we get an insider secret? All October seventeenth. October seventeenth. They're going to tell you all the things they're not allowed to tell you. So today, unfortunately, is October 13th, Friday the 13th. Four days left. So we're not allowed to tell you anything about, like, if the bike were to have, like, a bigger battery. But by... <laughs> we're not allowed to say anything See, like now that. Chuck laughs, so I think no, that's no, a no, thing. No, 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 hold on. No, no, I was just laughing. No, I was just laughing. But by the time this drops, it'll be after It will be October after that. Right. I guarantee true. it won't drop before the, the 17th. I say nothing. I can make right. that happen. Right. <laughs> He's saying nothing. Okay, sure. What seat. I'm saying is don't worry. I He's know leaving nothing. the podcast for a moment. I know nothing. I got to go. Um, all right. I can tell you for a fact that there's no chance in the world that the brand new Zeros for 2018 are going to come in different colors. That's all right. I like that. I guarantee that won't happen. But it might. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Zero has continually improved every year that we've been involved with them. Well, that's they, why that's why I asked because I know that he's not allowed to talk about it because they're officially announcing things on October the seventeenth, mm. and there are, there are things that are worthy of being announced, and that's what I, I'll leave it at that. That's good. And if you think that the power was good, there might be an announcement affecting how much power there is. If you think that the battery range was good, there will probably be an announcement effect talking about how much battery range is improved. So there will be some things happening that are going to talk about how the zeros have improved even just one year from the models we were riding today. And how the price really hasn't gone up, but the bikes have improved. So there's going to be quite a bit of stuff. Uh, well, that's natural too. I mean, the more you make, the more you sell, the more you can improve. I mean, oh, you're not kidding. Every year rolls along. I mean, you and yeah. you have to stay ahead of the curve. You have to keep getting better, or you're getting worse. Exactly, exactly. and that is absolutely right. And so those, those new model numbers are. We'll tell you right now. <laughs> no, they're keeping the model numbers. All Preg- the model pregnant pause. Pregnant yeah. pause yeah. for for Chuck. Yeah, oh yeah, they're all staying the same. Staring them down. No, nope. you know what the basic the basic identity of the bikes is all staying the same. Yep, I mean it's all staying the same. Uh, there was a wild rumor about there being a gram, a zero gram, <laughs> oh, a little, a little, a little. No, zero. I'm not kidding you. That I, would be kind of awesome. I'm on the Facebooks and the Instagrats and all Everyone, that. Everyone, there's all kinds of stuff. Floating there's all kinds of stuff floating around, and we we can tell you is there is not a zero gram. Like there's not. There's a product that somebody put a zero. Thing on, but it's not. It's not being. That's not a thing that's going to exist. But are they going to make a scooter? I know someone no. interested. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, we're not going to say their name, but their initials start with K, and the middle one's T, and the end's M. Yeah. Right. I think right. so. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I hope they don't listen to the podcast. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, once again, we're not saying that they're saying that. <laughs> who knows what the that future it's a, holds? It's a thing, right? Who knows what? Who knows what evil lurks in the heart? And that's okay because my name's Chad Stevenson. Shadow knows. That's right. Only the shadow knows. The but the shadow. The shadow knows. Or if you're a Flip Wilson fan, the shadow evil lurks in the hearts of men. Yes, that is. That's. I mean, that's one of those things that as the more that. You know, kind of, we get into it. The more that we learn about the zero products, they yep. just keep impressing us. They're, they're they improve every year. Every year, yeah. And if you're expecting something to be not noteworthy, you're going to be wrong. They keep getting better. And a big thing uh, that I know a lot of people have had issues with, who've never owned them, is people have range anxiety. Like, there's this big problem with people going, "Well, it's electricity, and I'm going to run out of it at some point." Just like gas, you run out of gas exactly. or something. And, and, and they do address that. So there's going to be stuff coming down that people are going to feel really good about, and it's going to help people kind of feel more into it. We know here, with the zeros that we have, they did a fucking firmware upgrade. I mean, it came into my phone. Mm-hmm. It comes into your phone, yep. and then you take your phone, and you aim it at your motorcycle, and, you and your motorcycle gets faster. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that again. Longer distance, faster, and quicker charge. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. The shadow knows. The shadow, the shadow knows. knows. Right. And that all happens through your telephone for free. So as they improve things at base camp back in uh, Scotts Valley in California, they share that with us via our telephones. And then we just you know hold the phone near the bike, and the bike then all of a sudden goes faster and charges faster and has a longer range. And that's what tuning looks like when you enter the world so of electric you motorcycles. You call your, your cell phone Glenda the Good Witch. I could call my fucking cell phone the tuning expert. <laughs> it's uh, kind of similar with the Teslas, where the car right. just updates itself. It updates, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So we can and hook up blue, with, via Bluetooth? Yes. Or what? Yeah, all the yeah. bikes are Bluetooth. Yeah. So you Every just, single one. So you link your phone up via Bluetooth to the bike. It links up by VIN number, and yep. then you it, can do anything. It really does. And that's you guys like, need to invest in Miffy. What's Miffy? It's like Wi-Fi, but... It's like Bluetooth, but it's over Wi-Fi, so it's like a hundred times faster. Ah, so um, then miff you off sometimes. Don't you get, <laughs> get a little miffed off. Get a little miffed. <laughs> so every once in a while on the podcast, we talk about things, and we make it sh- we make sure when we talk about things to not include the names of the people that we're talking about. We're talking about circumstances that present themselves as shop owners and shop employees and people who work on motorcycles for a living. This is how we've decided to put food on our table. This is our job, and sometimes we give the listener an insight into what happens here. So and this will might- be based on true life experiences, but the names will be kept anonymous. Names are not cha- are changed to protect the innocent. That's yes. correct. Right. And in, case, and in some cases, the names are not revealed to, perfect, to protect the sensitive. Yet, and, yet this, the, and this is one of those times. Yet the people realize when you're talking about them. Yeah, they do. Yes, and they do. Yes. So this has happened more than so once. So you could probably expect another email. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I like emails. And uh, there's there's sort of that, that mentality or that vibe that we get when we do this thing. And, you know, we're not doing it because we need the attention. We're doing it because we get together on Friday nights and we talk about motorcycles. I need my glasses in order to read this because the print is very small. <laughs> and, uh, and my eyes are 48 years old. And in case you don't think masturbation will make you blind, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> yeah. How just, do you find it? Just till you just, I blow real hard. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I sprinkle a little catnip in front of it when it crawls out of the hole. Um, I beat it like it owes me money. The, uh, so here we go. Name withheld to protect the sensitive. 
<laughs> now I'm going to read this straight ahead. Any spelling errors? Any grammar problems? Just pronunciation. You guys remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about a certain chopper that showed up in my shop? Sure do. All right. And we talked about the chopper. And what did we say about that chopper? I think we said that choppers are silly. They're weird. And this was a Honda CB550 chopper mm-hmm. with spikes all over it. And we talked about pike nuts. Pike nuts. Pike yeah. nuts. Pike nuts. Mm-hmm. And ridiculously oh, like, long forks. Pike nuts. Pike nuts. That's what I said. What are pike nuts? <laughs> pike nuts are a thing that you use to replace a regular nut, but instead of it being a regular nut, it's got a big spike on the end of it. So if you can picture like a punk rocker's yeah. jacket, mm-hmm. they come from the north. Yeah. Northern, Northern Pike, right? Northern Pike, right. <laughs> they got a little bit of a fishy smell to them. Oh, right. ouch. And so this bike, where the valve covers were, the peepers, the valve covers, instead of just being valve covers, they were five-inch long spikes. <laughs> so it was like, wow. it was, I mean, this was full 100% guar. So what happens if he jumps a bike? Where's those spikes going to go? In your testicles. Because they're all between your legs. In, in, in your legs. Oh, this is a, ouch. Wherever this is a the motorcycle lands is I mean, where the spikes go. When we posted this to Facebook, when we posted this listing about our podcast a couple of weeks ago, we posted a picture of the chopper with Mike and uh, Jarrett, the kid, sitting two up on the chopper. So these aren't the people who have sent you the email. No. This would be the, the actual owners of dropped it off at the shop for service. Oh. And I'm going to tell you that when, when these young gentlemen dropped the bike off the shop for service, I gave them counseling. No, 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 no. I talked to them about their bike. I talked to them about what it would take to fix it. I talked to them about logical approaches for dealing with a bike that has been sitting for a very long time and was built by a questionable builder. Did the conversation start with, I just bought this on Craigslist? Yes, it sort of did. Or maybe I paid so much for it on Craigslist, the person from Michigan delivered it to my house for free. They were so happy... To be yeah, they were so happy to be rid of this bike that they delivered it for free. And it ran when parked? Well, yeah, of course it did. And when we got into the shop, our immediate diagnosis was that it, it was running on you know a, a couple of the four cylinders, at least. <laughs> Randomly. But it had many problems, right? And that these person, the person that dropped it off wasn't exactly a technician. And it begged the question of, well, if you're not a technician, if you're not a mechanic, why would you buy a bike that is so questionable to begin with or had so many mysteries associated with it. It'd be one thing if it was a 1976 CB550K. It's another thing entirely when it's the motor of a 1976 CB550K jammed into a I don't know who the hell put this chopper frame together because the the rake of it was not a good design. I mean, there is math involved when you're building a chopper. There is a certain amount of science involved. But if you just go, I want it to look like this, and start cutting and welding, you don't end up with a bike that runs real well. And in his defense, it had a front brake. And his wow. against him though, against him though, the angle of the front forks was so much that at anything beyond three degrees it was full flop. So using that front fork front And we brake, discussed chopper flop. We did. And and we said yeah. using that front brake might actually kill you. So here we go. This is this is why we're here. Hi, Phil. Just wanted to reach out to you and let you know how humiliated I am. Solely because of you. <laughs> I do have a violin. Yeah. I listen to your podcast, mainly about the silly Honda Choppers part, and I am really disappointed. I just wanted to say I've been riding for a while, have owned a couple of bikes, I own and ride a Road King, and a Shadow. Ooh. So it's not my first bike. I came to you because I needed help with the mess I bought, the Honda. 
I didn't want to be a laughingstock to you and your friend in any way or be humiliated. I didn't know much about the bike, and sorry I didn't have years and years of mechanic work. I'm, I'm a ICU registered nurse and save lives for a living. I tell people that their loved ones are dying or get better and spend hours talking to them and helping their loved ones. And I explain things thoroughly about their care and condition. And I expect the same from you about the bike I had bought. I don't know much about them. Obviously, that's why it's in your shop. Anyway, I'm just writing you because I am disappointed. I had come to you to get advice and to get that silly chopper on the road again. I'm literally paying you hundreds of dollars to fix it. All I expect is some feedback on progress and not to be humiliated about the whole process. Stop. Now, I will say, in his letter, he says that he spends time counseling people. He spends hours talking to them. I assure you that when these two guys brought this chopper in, I spent more time than I should have asking them questions and giving them advice about this chopper. If you think for a second that they rolled up with this thing and I was like, you're a bunch of fucking idiots, you're wrong. I didn't do that. I gave them counseling. Anybody that's ever- That was your internal model. Hey! <laughs> on the inside. But anybody who knows me knows that I do always try to counsel people. I try to give them the benefit of my years of experience and also try to help steer them in a direction that's going to make sense. In fact, I told them, a lot of people are going to give you shit about this bike, but the one thing that's true is that you own it. And now you own it. Whatever you paid for it doesn't matter. You own it. You can either choose to cut bait right now and get away from it or put some money into it, make it run, and fucking own it. That's what I said. I didn't humiliate him. I didn't insult him. At no point did I call him stupid. I saved that for the podcast. <laughs> we for him to walk out. I, I respect his post. He didn't swear. He wasn't he did. obnoxious. No, he, no. That's yeah. fine. You know, that's exactly he it. voices opinion in a great way. Right. And that's exactly right. And we're not doing this to make fun of him. And we're not. What I'm trying to tell you is, look, if we say something on a podcast, it's for entertainment value. Exactly. This is an entertainment yep. podcast. Yep. And we're going to show you the way that the fucking sword cuts both ways. And this guy has a legitimate beef about us using his particular product or his particular item as fodder for this band of fucking jackasses. But we didn't say your name. We still didn't say your name. And three or four years ago, we had the same conversation about a VMAX. And mm-hmm. the only problem that was with the VMAX was it had been neglected for almost 30 years. And that was our discussion. Our discussion was, if you bought a VMAX and it's been neglected for 30 years, these are things you might want to look at. Don't think that you're going to bring it in here and it needs a fucking tune-up. A four-carburetor VMAX that's been sitting for 30 years has problems, plural. And that's what we talked about. And that guy heard us on a podcast and left us a one-star Yelp review because we as a business talked about his bike as an example of what you should look at if you're considering buying a 30-year-old VMAX, which is a public service announcement at the minimum. Now, one person on this entire planet took that shit personally, and it was the guy who brought the bike in. We never said his name. We never disclosed who he was or what he did or anything. But it stings. It stings if you're self-conscious about it. Now, look, if I take my truck or car to Shane, our friend who works on cars, or I take it to my friend Ryan who works on cars, both of these guys are amazingly talented mechanics. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't fuck with cars. I pay people to fuck with my cars. 
Cars to me are dirty, nasty, rusty things I should never to put my hands on. But I don't do cars anymore. I'm done with them. If Shane or Dust or uh, Shane or Ryan or anybody says, "Look, man, you're a fucking idiot. I can't believe you did this to your car," and wants to use my car as an example to other people of jackassery, this gentleman has no skin in the game. He just bought this fucking thing. His only sin is he spent money on something he thought was cool. He wanted to be a chopper guy. He spent two grand and he became a chopper guy. But he's also, as he says, he's not a mechanic. I think the lesson here is this should be, dude, if you can't fucking wrench it, stick with something reliable. That chopper would require a true fucking savant. Your beard has to be at least this long to live with that chopper. I will give you that. Most of the people that are out there rocking an old Honda chopper or something like that are a little bit of the off the wall right. kind of like people who are willing to throw their lives into it yeah. and I mean I'm, me I'm at I, it's at the heart of it it's a Honda CB550 so mm-hmm. I'll give it that much yep. I like the motor of it I like the motor but I've seen that same thing He's I went and I helped a kid who had this monstrosity of a CB750 chopper yeah. that was basically like an OCC frame oh, wow. with a CC and it was 13 feet long and oh, I man. showed up and I tried to help the kid as best I could but you could just tell that this was going to take hours. It wasn't one evening, help yeah. him get it running, cobble it back together. It, was, it looked like a chopper, but yeah. it had so far to go. This bike has from 60 pounds anything, of compression. And on the best day, it would be barely rideable. You right. know? And yeah. So I walked away from that. You know, it just, and that's it what's going to end up with this and bike. I know, and I know t- to this day, I'm pretty sure that that bike is either sitting right where I yeah. left it or... Well, this kid, this kid got, got butt hurt. You know, this person got butt hurt. He came to the shop today and he picked the bike up. He didn't want us working on his bike. Now, here's the sad reality. We're the only shop. We know. We make the phone calls. All the other shops send people to us. If the bike's over 14 years old, nobody wants to touch it. They send it to us. He heard the podcast. He took it personally. Can I say something? Yeah, fire away. So... If if he's listened to the podcast at all, he knows we're all a bunch of local yokels. Oh yeah, ha- having yeah. a laugh. So right. if if the guy can't take a little bit of ribbing, yeah, good natured ribbing, then you haven't listened to podcasts. God knows I take my fair share and I show up every week. Who gives right. a fuck? But so you want him taking a ribbon? Yeah, so, yeah. It's so, like, so every week. So, so this essentially is, is <laughs> this essentially is going to the, the comedy fuck. club to see a comedy show, and oops, you become the butt of the comedian, and yeah. now. You're the one getting roasted. Heckle at your own risk. Yes. You're the one who gets called out, yeah. and now you're like, ah. Take it as a badge of honor for crying out loud. Settle down. Oh, if you just smoked my bike on a podcast, I'd be at that podcast. <laughs> I'd say, you smoked me, you smoked my bike, I want to be your next guest. And Absolutely. we would be thrilled to have him on well, and, and, you know? and so he took it completely right. the wrong way. Yeah. And don't be so sensitive. As Sergeant Halka said... Lighten up, Francis. Well, lighten up, Francis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, jokey, jokey if you can't take a fuck. Well, wow. the quickest you know? way to make somebody not lighten up is to tell them right. to lighten, to lighten up. up. And I agree. I hope that this guy, I hope <laughs> this works out. I, I I guess I maybe I'm playing the devil's advocate sh- or whatever. Please do. But yeah, please I, do. I hope that this works out for this guy. I Maybe this is a, just a situation where, you know what, you're going to have to get bloody knuckles right. and dig in there, read a manual. I mean, essentially getting the bike running, if that's your biggest thing. Yeah. You can get a CB550 manual, at least learn how to rebuild the carbs and do everything. We charged him for an hour of labor, and 
when he dropped the bike off. We charged him for a diagnostic. And in our one-hour labor, we told him that number one cylinder has 60 PSI. Number two is 105. Number three is 125. Number four is 130. So he's weak. He's and weak. I've seen CB550s that when you yeah. pulled the heads off, yeah. the, the valves are dimpled into the yeah. So it can be a problem. Yeah. 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 You know. And so that $100 may have saved him thousands. <clears throat> Of trying to get that bike to run yeah. correctly, you'll never get it to run on. That We've one, also so. found we also identified electrical problems. We also identified fuel problems. In our one hour, we gave the guy <clears throat> a legit hour. We gave him what he should have had, or what any one of us sitting at this table would have done prior to buying the bike. You probably gave him way more than any other shop could have given him. Uh, maybe, maybe. But we're sorry. We're sorry that you took offense to what we said. But realistically, this podcast is meant to be entertaining. It's yeah. meant to be fun. And, yeah, we took a shot at the bike you bought. But also, dude, you fucking bought a chopper. That doesn't mean people are going to be lining up around the corner to suck your dick. That means that people are going to be, there's going to be a certain well, percentage of people. what if he's an ICU nurse? He's, yeah, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> you, I have a buddy You think that as an ICU nurse, he'd know the fuck to stay away from choppers. Because if a regular motorcycle's a donor cycle, that thing he brought into our shop, that's a hamburger, man. That's a fucking meat grinder. <laughs> that bike is fucking super duper dangerous. <laughs> and you should be able to look at it. We talked about it in a podcast before. Pilots don't brag about how they made their plane unflyable. Farmers don't brag about how they made their tractor unusable. It's only in the motorcycle culture where dickheads brag about how they made their bike unrideable. Right. I'm the only motherfucker to ride this bitch. And the motorcycle <laughs> culture is the only place in the world where people go, dude, that shit is hardly rideable. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fucking weird to me. And I do. Yes. And if you ever want to get in a pissing match with I'll me. I'll show no go. Right. And if you want to get in a pissing match with me because you took off your front brake or you somehow <laughs> altered something that a man in a lab coat with an engineering degree designed and engineered and you made it fucking better with your fucking barely got your ass out of high school. And, you know, you saw a picture of a chopper once in your uncle's copy of Iron Horse with the girl with the flabby titties on the front. <laughs> I'm going to bust your shit about it. I'm going to call you out on it. Because realistically, if Valentino Rossi ain't riding it, it is not an improvement. A chopper, by almost by its definition, is supposed to be a labor of love. It's supposed to be a fuck you to conformity. It is a, it's a completely changed bike. It is. It completely is a altered, changed. totally fucking changed bike. The yep. word chopper has a meaning. Yes. It does. It's, it's yeah. a chop. Right. It is. It is absolutely it. And... I respect the idea that there's a culture, and I respect the young people that are doing it as a preservationist mentality of they're taking something from the 70s. And the funny thing was I looked at this bike, and everything I saw on this bike was J.C. Whitney <coughs> and Dixie Cycle <laughs> oh, circa no. 1985 or 6. Right. I mean, remember, the core of the bike, what the bike was based on, is a 76 or 78 CB550K. Mm-hmm. So the bike had to get crashed before it got made into a chopper. Right. So it Usually, didn't, yeah. It didn't get crashed in 1972 if it wasn't built until 76. It is not a 70s chopper. It is an 80s chopper. And that's a totally different animal than a 70s chopper. Well, I would just I would just challenge this owner yeah. to prove us fucking wrong, to, to, to make it happen. Dude, I, I told him day one, I told show, him, I want buy the, the Haynes manual. <laughs> buy the Haynes manual. I showed him on my I showed him on my bookshelf. Right. The thing is, I held up. You know, I showed him where he could find a book. Right. But that's not the point. Right. He's just pissed that he feels like he's been embarrassed. Right. But here's the thing: 
I'll bet you a bag of donuts. Not a, one of the people that he hangs out with ever listens to the podcast. No. Yeah. So he's the only one that knows. He's, he's that, the only one because nobody that he knows was the he part of a joke. Bike. Right. So you know, lighten yeah. up, lighten Jesus up, Christ. lighten up, Francis. I agree. And you know, we've made fun of Kurt Edwards with his Moto Guzzi with a wooden luggage rack on the back. Mm-hmm. So he showed up at the Moto Guzzi rally, and everybody's like, huh, "We heard about your Moto Guzzi luggage rack on the podcast." I forget sometimes people listen to this shit. Uh, and that is true, because a lot of the conversations we have, I think it's between us. I forget that people are listening. Oh, yeah, they're listening. And that's fine that the people are listening. We try to keep it entertaining, so that's great. But So anyway, if your butt hurt, dude, so here's a quarter. Call somebody who cares. Uh, I, I mean, or or, yeah. or bring your chopper back, and we'll look at it again, and we won't embarrass you. No, oh, oh, sure that. No, yeah, you want to look at it? Awful, go for oh, it. I got it. I got it. That sounds an awful lot if, like me compromising my principles, and I don't do that. If, yeah. if you need your butt hurt looked at, go, I to, think you're, go to Rocky River right. Urgent Care. Right. <laughs> I'll hurt your butt. Chris will take a look at it for you. <laughs> That's it. Well, Chris is brother. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure butt. this guy is saying, I would not bring my bike back there ever. But and whatever crime we committed against him, he thinks we're dipshits. The point is, here's what I will say when it comes to my mechanics, when it comes to my own personal experience, we're yeah. going to give you a fair shake, and we're going to give you legit work. It's second to none in this area, maybe right. in this state. Everybody that works here could handle that CB550. Mm-hmm. There ain't nobody here that works here. There ain't nobody here that we drink with on, a, on the reg that couldn't handle that bike. We can all handle it, and we will do it, and we can do it. Can you pull a wheelie with it? Nope. Not oh, that. hell no. <laughs> no. I can wheelie a lot of shit, but I wouldn't put my life on the line saying I could wheelie that fucking chopper. I mean... We've been drunk in the parking lot a lot. <laughs> there have been some nights where we were trying to wheelie all kinds of stuff. Remember how hard we tried to wheelie that CCW? Yes. We tried hard Burn to wheelie up. that CCW. Just we burned a shit out of the back Just tire. couldn't do it, huh? But we couldn't make it wheelie. I remember trying not to wheelie the Zero FX. No, no. We wheelied the shit out of that bike. Yeah, no, I know. It, it was the opposite. You had to try not to wheelie. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, that bike, still, that bike still surprises me on occasion. Uh yeah, that bike is a bag of drunk monkeys. The uh, <laughs> oh, seeing Johnny Chrome rip across the front of the shop and just go, "Hey, whoa, wheelie, <laughs> wheel in there!" Johnny Chrome did that. Johnny yeah. Chrome. Oh yeah, that. This is no problem. I've left here trying to wheelie my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I'd love to see that one. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah, this kid with a chopper. <clears throat> Sounds like he got into that thing. Is a similar, He's a super nice guy. A similar thing happened uh, with the guitar I was selling yeah. a couple Is weeks ago. Is he really a kid, though? You said kid. He's not over 25, I, I don't okay. think. I mean, I if, he's over, if, if he's over 25, I'll be surprised. Okay. Hey, I'm 48. To me... If you're younger than 48, I can't you're a kid. Yeah, I, right. can't tell. I can't tell anymore. I just think that he really wanted that bike, no matter what a shitstorm it was. He wanted a chopper. Yeah. He wanted a chopper. You know, and like I said, it, it was very similar to uh, this guitar I was selling a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> it was kind of unique, not a special guitar, not expensive at all. Right. But this hipster kid saw it online and wanted it. Yeah. And he hit me up, and he's like, do you still have it? I was like, yes, I do. And he's like, can I come over in, in like an hour? And I'm like, absolutely. Right. So I, you know, I took an amp out in my garage, and I'm like, wow, well, I should plug it in so he could check it out. I plug it in. You I'm playing play Stairway. It. Yeah, well, I was, I was, no, I, I was playing it before you got there, and it was start. It sounded a little weird, so I started messing with the knob. Yeah. The volume knob broke. Oh shit! Oh no! And I was like, oh fuck me! No, just rip it to, a, it to eleven. 
No, it broke. <laughs> it broke. Like, no volume. Oh, no, it broke off. Yeah, it broke, the, broke. the inside of the potentiometer was just gone. stripped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh so what God. did you do? Well, I was I was about to offer him like a third less of, of, of what I was charging of for it. For and now? He showed up and I'm like, well, no, because he's got to resolder the whole thing. Now? Yeah. <laughs> you have to go in and resolder all the wiring and right. everything. Okay. Okay. It's a pain yeah. in the ass. Yep. It would take me 15 minutes. So he, he showed up, and I told him, I'm like, man, I'm sorry about the amp out. I want you to check it out, but the, this knob stripped, right. and I showed him. I'm like, you know. It ain't a big deal. I'm like, a new pot for it will cost you about five bucks, right. and you got to exactly. do a little bit of soldering. Right. And I was about to tell him, you know what? I'll charge you this for it now. Exactly. And he's like, oh, dude, no worries. I love how the guitar looks. And he handed me full boat right away. Really? Yeah. He we wanted- just pulled the cash out of his pocket and put it in my hand. I was like. Okay, I have bought shit in my life because it looked cool. Yeah, I have. I'm 100 guilty of it. Who was she? The shirt. Who, uh, was, who was she? She's. Because yeah, I, I think I've been married for that reason. Hey, that was in Canada. Canada. <laughs> well, there's, there's a whole discussion about like this in the, the Zen and the Art from motorcycles. Yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, where they talk about some people are just in. They want the, uh, for motorcycles yeah. for them. It's the look. It's the the beauty and the riding of the motorcycle and the whole yep. experience. Right. All the stuff that moves. All that. That's not what they're into. No. Then there's people like us who we're into the intricacies oh, of the motorcycle. And uh, you know when we're riding a motorcycle, we're imagining the pistons moving up. Yeah. Down and everything working perfectly. I can't own a rotary. A Mazda, an RE5, doesn't matter. I can't own a rotary. My brain doesn't trust rotaries. I know too much about rotaries. I know that their lifespan is shorter than fucking two strokes. I know how bad the design of a rotary is. I know that owning a rotary is a fleeting glimpse of awesomeness. <clears throat> Edge seals waiting to yes. spit themselves out there. I know that rotaries equal tragedy. Yep, yep. Rotary apex seals, equals yep. yes, apex seals. <clears throat> fuck you, brother. And I feel the same way about RZs, labyrinth seals. I've replaced so many fucking split cranks and replaced labyrinth seals in Yamaha motorcycles that I don't. I just don't trust them. Like I know how they build them. I know they're great, and that's cool, but that's somebody else's fetish. That's not my fetish. I'm not into that. It's not what I do. You'll also notice I don't love Harley Davidsons. I don't like that. I don't like the motor. I don't like the push rods. I don't like a lot of things about that motor I don't personally care for. It's just, I've ridden too many things that rev to 10,000 RPM to ride a Harley Davidson. Yeah, not try that's to true. Exactly. That's true. That's absolutely true. I don't know. You were sure gigging on that one. Which one, the Roguelite Ultra? No, the... Which one? Is that a Roguelite? Where those that fixes is Yeah, with the, with the fixed fairing. Yeah, the Roguelite Ultra. Okay, the Roguelite. What I was gigging on it because we couldn't sell it. I looked at my yeah, Facebook today. It. Look, Facebook gives you those, like, remember 15 years ago thing? Right? Oh, yeah, and it's usually <laughs> a horrible memory. It's right. like, fucking thanks, Back assholes. in 18 giggity 4, you did this on Facebook. Well, my Facebook reminded me that a year ago today, I took a photograph of that Road Glide Ultra. <laughs> now, I'd like to remem- remind you that that Road Glide Ultra was what we like to call in the industry, call inventory. And I should never as- have a piece of inventory in my shop for over a year. And that Road Glide Ultra was in our shop for over a year. Yeah, birthday. And the difference is the guy that we traded in that Road Glide from, who got the Moto Guzzi, has been out riding, having a great time, <laughs> going to events, going to rallies, having exotic sex, with interesting women. Italian women. Because, because he's got the Motoguzzi California. Dude got the coolest license plate ever for <laughs> Motoguzzi California. Did you say a WAP? No. 
Whoa! It says Digger. Uber Alice. Uber Alice. California. Uber, Uber Alice. Alice. California. Uber, Uber Alice. Alice. I saw that place. He goes, hey, Phil, did you see my plate? And I looked at it, and I was like, Uber Alice. That's yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You didn't have a cool plate on the back of that Rogue Light Ultra you traded me that I couldn't fucking sell for over a year. And that's true. Like, it took me a year and three months to sell that Rogue Light Ultra. In the meantime, I put... Didn't say Merca? Nearly, yeah. Like I said. <laughs> oh, is that the blue one? Or no, that was the, the uh, burgundy one. Yeah. Oh, that's sold? The Merlot with the double headlights. Is that, that is yeah, sold I finally now? sold that. Oh, I was just Do you know how much money I made on it? <laughs> Nothing. Squatouche. I was talking to Kenny. Squatouche. Exactly. I hope that guy doesn't listen to the podcast. Woohoo. Yeah, right. He'll be pissed. Oh, my God. That'll be, that'll be next week. Uh, email. He's too busy polishing his fake light. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Don't Kenny. Don't let Oh, great. Well. Dave will not bust my balls for saying that he's polishing his uh. fake leg. Because Dave has one leg and he's awesome. And we love Dave. The uh, anyway, go ahead. No, I was talking with Kenny about that bike today. Yeah. Who's the guy who bought another Harley Davidson right. from you? And he's like, Did he buy that green that, one? Uh, uh, the no. blue. Uh, oh, that blue Superglide. No no no, 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 no. He had like a maroon, a reddish one. Is it the one that he bought? Yeah, yeah. He brought that. He bought the uh, 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 the Road King. Yeah, yeah. And uh, good bike. He's like, I've been trying to sell that to everybody I know. That's a fantastic deal. Great he's like, if I, I wish I would have bought. Yeah. If that bike had been there, when I would have bought that one instead of that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But Harley's right now are just not pulling coin. Yeah, they're just not pulling coin. Nobody wants one. They're too thick on the ground, and they're unfortunately young folks. And I had a couple of guys in the shop today or yesterday that were just kind of like they were goofing on Harleys. Geezer glides. They were goofing on them. They were a hundred percent goofing on them. Like, why would I want a bike? That my dad would ride. How true is that? You know? Oh, uh, shit. You know? And they're like straight up. These guys are 25, 30 years old. Earn a little bit of money. They can buy what they want to buy. And they're like straight up. Like, dude. A Harley? Really? It's their, It's that thing. It's just. It is, it is off-putting to them. And I discussed it in the <laughs> podcast where. When I'm riding a Harley. I don't feel awesome i just i don't feel awesome i don't feel like i don't feel cool i don't feel special i feel like i'm wearing somebody else's clothes i feel like this is somebody else's outfit i'm putting on this isn't how i actually am right but i mean there are some harleys i think are really kind of kick ass and have nailed it there are some harleys that i feel have absolutely got it figured out and they're good now there are other ones that i think are just you know, just a douche transportation system. <laughs> it's just a way to meet. It's just a way to move the guy that beat me. Are they chick magnets over to the guy's DST. house who's selling my? That guy who beat me's meth. You know. Well, it, it depends on the chicks you want to hang out. That's with. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's still they, chick magnets, but I think the chicks are looking more like turkeys at this point. Their teeth are looking oh, like chicklets. Ouch. Yeah, it, it's just they got the big goblet hanging down. You mean? What's the difference between a Harley and a Hoover? The location of the dirt bag. Yeah, that's exactly right. I heard the same joke about a squad car. And a but Hoover, that's you know, but, <laughs> but that's no. That's not even true anymore either. What's that? So, well, I mean, the, the the people who own Harleys is not. It's become a you know much wider. There's dentists. There's all kinds of people. For that, everybody's yeah. bought into the For that period of into time. The it thing. got into the point where it was literally. We used to joke. It was doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs and accountants, right? Doctors and lawyers and accountants, and like it was just it. If you wanted to, if you wanted to know where the Harleys were, go to your dentist office or Starbucks, right? 
Because the only difference between him and a roguelite ultra was two more sets of braces. You know, that was that thing. And that's why the accessories catalog was so important. And that's why the guys that got into it got into it because they could afford to put $15,000 worth of Farkle onto a $26,000 bike. Giga. But is that guy a biker? I mean, if he is a biker, do I want to be a biker? I don't fucking know. I, I, I kind of run my own run. So who knows what the fuck I'm going to ride tomorrow? I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to ride tomorrow. Whatever least, it is. You are a zero. Ride a zero. I'm right. I'll ride a zero. I rode a zero. I rode the shit out of the zero today. I got so sick of, zeros. I got so sick of not making noise, I wanted to like break some shit. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I will say about that zero is uh, I was I really this today was the first time I spent a whole lot of time on the super motard. Isn't that a fun bike? Oh that <laughs> I, I can understand why Steve Hofford says and Steve, who's a very straight shooter, where's Steve tonight? Says that that bike makes him into a hooligan. Hmm. Now, anybody who's ever ridden with Steve knows that Steve doesn't go anywhere at a particular high clip. He's distance quantity. Yeah, he's quantity. He wants, but he to know, does not stop to pee a lot. But he gets the best. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's very angry at Chris because Chris has to have a bladder break every once in a while. Steve soaks it in. <laughs> no, he wears and, pants. And turns it to crystal. Right, he, does. he just pees dust. <laughs> Too many UTIs there, Chris. Not enough. Not enough. Apparently, <laughs> Chris is trying to prevent UTIs. Yeah, he's going to keep the pipes flowing. Got that right. But yeah, I've I've ridden like. Steve's one of those guys. He's like a very predictable rider. He's a very good mileage constant rider. And I mean, we all know Steve. Steve's going to get the miles. Like, if you want to know how many miles per gallon a bike can get, ask Steve. Okay, when he gets on that fucking zero, he turns into hair on fire, devil may care, past the cop left of center with the wheel in the air. <laughs> what the fuck got into you, Tiger? Like, he certainly has the minerals. Yeah. And that's what it takes, apparently. You know, so that that's Steve's thing, man. You know, like Steve gets on that zero and it's like giddy up, and he's got a fucking Africa twin. I forget about that. Why is it? And he hasn't ridden that here because he likes the zero. He, he likes the zero. That dick. I'm gonna make him ride that. Next <laughs> I would love to ride African twin. Make that next week. That motherfucker better ride the podcast. Twin. So week. you can take it for a spin. Fuck yeah! Right, exactly. What, what a chick. What a dick. He's got an African twin. Steve, you're a dick. He's holding out on us. Ride your fucking African twin with twin next week, and still probably show up on the fucking. Uh, on, the concours or no, who showed up on the ruckus? The ruckus, the fucking uh, ruckus. Right. Fuck An eight hundred dollar Pacific Coast. Fuck you, Steve. Or five hundred dollar ruckus, right? Or the zero. Yeah, but that's true. I mean, it's absolutely true. So and every time he shows up on the ruckus, he comes and goes. I read the ruckus. I read the ruckus in shorts. <laughs> uh, we recently did a thing uh, that we're going to do more of. Our podcast group. Uh, we went. Uh, we went and shot some trap and skeet last Sunday. Is a last minute thing. We I don't have a bruise on my shoulder. I have a scab. Oh, you have a scab? I have a fucking. That's all I got right there. I, got I have little... a literal scab. You can feel it. Johnny's looks. Look at Johnny Chrome's savage fucking bruising. And everybody seemed to get one right out there in the uh, Yeah, because set. you know why? Well, you guys are supposed to hold it tight now. No, no. Yeah, we're freaking. No. <laughs> we were shooting sometimes as many as four birds at one time. Yeah. Like any rule of trap or skeet was not observed. I, no one <laughs> called me. I wanted to pick off the guys well, you know to the left of us. I'm like, hey, uh, that was the idea was away. hatched after you left. Oh, okay. But you know what? Next time, goddamn Dustin, 
The price of admission is bringing at Dude. least five or six boxes of of, of uh, shell shells. Yep. Yeah. You, you know, go to Walmart, spend six bucks, buy a box of birds, buy a box of shells, buy a box of birds, and come on out. Because John's got a semi-reliable trap. <laughs> is it one of those handheld ones? You no, no, up? it's no, no, it, no. We got one of those. I bought one of those five dollars, a handheld yep. trap. And Hoffert is a fucking savant with that. I'm thing. telling you, he had to. Play. Hoffert could send a bird. 300 yards, make a right-hand turn, pick up the mail, come back. He had to have played <laughs> highlight in college. He did. Really? Because there ain't nobody in the world I've ever seen command a fucking clay bird the way Hoffert is. At some point, he gave up the shotgun and said, you know what? I'm no good with the shotgun. See the I'm way he hit that bird, though, as soon as he, as soon as he hits his wrist... Yeah. No, right off. No, 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 no. We got rules. The rules are the end of the the end of the throw. Chuck, Chuck, we're doing a firing line. So it's him, his son Luke, John McElfresh, Hoffert, myself. That was run, right? That was pretty much it, right? So we got a firing line. So we got five dudes and a firing line. His trap is a foot-operated trap. You load it and you stomp it, and it throws, and it throws pretty good, and it throws doubles all day long. And I had a, I had it figured out to a science, so I wasn't losing too many. And then Hoff, oh. or Hoffert's over there with a hand trap. Throwing but the wild card. He's throwing the wild card. <laughs> and that bitch is going out 200 yards <laughs> and high. And, so mine's predictable. Right. He's got the wild card. Right. And so I'm sitting there with my automatic. I've got my Remington 1187. And I'm getting scraps because I'm operating the trap. So I operate the trap. And when these birds leave... It's a free fall. It is like the world's shittiest fucking anti-Air Force ever. (laughs) (laughs) It is air defense artillery all day long. (laughs) (laughs) And all three birds hit the ground. The sky becomes dark. The sky becomes dark. Some of them. Every once in a while. So in other words, nobody hit them. They just kept right on flying. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, these birds would land. High five, look back at us, and throw us a finger. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, they'd get away clean. Most of the time, it was just black dust. It was powder. Yeah. yeah. And it was fun. We had so much fun. And birds are cheap. And shells Where'd are cheap. Where'd you guys shoot at? Uh, Grand River Wildlife Area. They have Ohio a little... Department of Natural Resources. Oh, nice. Your hunting licenses <laughs> pay for this joint. Uh, which I don't have a hunting license, but I'm shooting there anyway. Did you have to pay anything? To <laughs> no, no, it's wide open. Oh, it's cool. wide open. It is a field off the side of Route 88. It could be anywhere nice. in America, mm-hmm. except for the fact that this is purpose built to be what it is. And then the Amish, ki- Amish kids showed up on their uh, push bikes. I feel bad because we were done. They came over to. They, they should have come an hour. Early. They heard us lighting it up, and they come started, on. Started we their push bikes. They started their push bikes down 88. Did you offer, did you offer them to shoot? Oh, if they would have been there an hour earlier, those Amish shooting. kids would have been shooting the shit sure. out of that stuff. Because I asked them, I was like, I don't want to be an asshole, but I have questions. <laughs> I was just That's what I just thought. I'm like, hey, right. what you guys? So I asked the guy. Well, I thought maybe they were there to pick up the brass or something. So, what, know, so you know, like, what kind of questions are you going to ask the Amish? Well, first is, are you guys cool with shooting? And they said, yeah, we're cool with shooting. We hunt. We hunt. And I said, I guess you would. I guess it makes sense. You know, putting food on the table. Sure, why not? Slingshots or what? No, no, no. Like guns. So then muskets. So then the kids said we hunt, but then okay. No, now that's you guys are making fun of that shit. But I had that thought. Uh, Don't worry, they don't listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, wait! I was at Giant Eagle on one seventeenth today, and two Winkies got out of a fucking like five ton, towing a big ass implement. They probably all had iPhones. Yeah, and it was Amish and Amish Part Two. Like the one guy was married, he had a little bit of a beard coming in. 
But Yoder. Yoders. Yoder. Right? The two Yoders came. And, they, and they're going to fucking be angry as shit at us for <laughs> besmirching their entire culture. But anywho, they, uh, but whatever. They drive a goddamn 10-speed high-low. They can handle it. Uh, so <sighs> Until they see you on the road. Oh, I'm going to get the goddamn English. Hi, <laughs> uh, there he is. The so I asked one. the kid. So I said, you're cool shooting. He said, yeah, I'm cool shooting. But then I got to thinking. I was like, hold on. They, their bicycles don't have pedals. Their bicycles are essentially a glorified kickstand. So, what do you do? Just push them? Yeah. It's a big wheel in the front and a big wheel in the back. It looks like a, a bicycle. flat deck. No, no. It looks like a push scooter oh, with 24 inch wheels. So, do they stand over and just kind of go like this? They stand feet? on the deck like a push scooter. Yeah. Or like a push, push scooter. Push. And they push it with their push. left foot, push. and their right foot's on the deck, and they it's push. It's like a skateboard. It's like a skateboard, but with giant 24 inch wheels on the front of the basket. Mag wheels? No. Nope. So, what's the reason for that? Because mechanics, like like it's a chain, because a crank and a chain and a sprocket is too much me- mechanics. Too much technology. So somebody in their church said, you can have wheels, big wheels, and you can push it with your foot, but you can't have a chain and sprockets. Because that's a really? Hey, man, I don't what make about the rules. The with they the have some issues with... Ki- yeah, well, but they don't have chains. they got horses. Let's say, yeah, there's the picture. Let's say they have an issue with connectivity. Oh, I saw that. They don't want to be connected. Maybe they yeah. don't like the way that the things are connected. It's a machine. It's, yeah. The point is it's a machine. That is so, really weird. So it's this pride thing. It's this Amish thing, right? So, But kind of I asked the kid, and the kid was very cool, <laughs> and I said... You okay with hunting? Yeah. You okay with busting birds? Like, you want to shoot trap? You shoot... He's like, yeah, we shoot trap. And, but then I thought, like... My gun is an automatic. Mm-mm. That's a machine. Mm-mm. On what? Can't shoot a machine. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the Can't Amish guys it. can shoot my 1187 because my 1187 is a machine. Cool. The, the uh, single a, shot 410 that Luke had? That's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> All day long. Exactly. The yeah. single shot 410? The break open you had? Yeah. yeah the break open side by side you had? Mm-hmm. Was that a 12 gauge or was that a 16? 16. 16. 16. I thought gauge. it was 16. You were right. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was 16. And so, like, it kicked it like probably, a 12, though. It did kick like a 12. <laughs> I didn't make the. Uh, that the was a little bo- fierce. I thought both barrels would go off. No, we learned. We proved that. I guess you got I don't know how I did it. Coach gun. Somehow, when I was a kid, I always made both barrels go well, up. Well, I had a 12 gauge coach gun, like a Rossi, made by Rossi. I'm sorry, this is turning into a gun fag podcast, but anyway. <laughs> but I had this coach gun, which is a short barreled shotgun, and trigger one was left barrel, then trigger two was right barrel. But if you pulled trigger two first, you got both barrels. Yeah. And that's the way the thing was built hmm. to run. That was it. No safety, no nothing. As soon as you close, I did rework that gun, so maybe it was broken or something. No, I, I think that's. I think it was a legit. I think it was a legit straight up skeet gun, and because it was a legit straight up skeet gun, there was no both barrels. Right. Because I, I think it was built to shoot birds, and it did shoot birds nicely. That gun was on target for 16 gauge. What killed me was your son with the 410. Smoking us. He was, he was smoking us with a 410. With a 410. Dude, the kid, shows up, the kid shows up with a break end, a break open, fucking hammer, goddamn old shit Stevens it's, or something. It's a, no, it's a Rossi. Is it a Rossi? Yeah, it's, it's a Rossi. Rossi. Yeah, it's a copy of a Stevens. Yeah. It's one of them that's got a 22 barrel and a 410 barrel, and you just right. switch off yeah, whenever switch you need it. Well, you get the trifecta, but it has a 243. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is what I'd like Which to is, get yeah. someday. And he was smoking you guys. Oh, he was good. He was catching us out a whole lot. He was doing was, all right. He was doing real good. Every time he'd smoke one, I'd, I would throw the, I'd, I'd fucking launch the birds, and it was just like, what? And I'd look over it. 
and Luke would have the shit-eating grin on his face. He's like, I got that one, Phil. And I'm like, yes, you did. There you go, mofos. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a cheap break. It was smoke. Like, yeah. I mean, I love when Don't you smoke Don't you love it when you smoke oh, it? Oh, it's so cool. left. It's so rewarding when you just turn smoke. Or you hit that. one BB, it just kind of splits it. Oh, that was always like... Knock a chip off. No, rewarding yeah. is smoking the half that's right. already that been split. Oh, there you go, yeah. I'd bust him and then John would clean up my leftovers. And with my with my 1187, I got some range on. I had trap choke in it, so I had a trap choke in it, so I could reach out some pretty good distance. And fucking Mecklefresh is being a dick at the end of the day. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna throw it with a hand trap, but you can't pull trigger on it until it starts its descent." Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what the apex? Oh, that's a way to help. That's a fucking dick move right there. <laughs> that is a dick move because you're like. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Shoot! Son of a bitch, that shit is getting far. <laughs> and then it would start cresting. It would hit the apex and it would start dropping. And I'd be like, okay, game on. But it really puts a lot of pressure on you. And you spend ammo way slower that way. Because when we were doing the firing line, every time we launched three, like we launched like nine cents worth of birds. It never got spent 10 $40 feet in ammo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so cool. It was so awesome. That was great. Birds, two, four, six. <laughs> at least eight shells. That's three birds. Two bucks, three bucks worth I mean, of ammo for a nine cent bird. There was at least one or two times where I shot three rounds and didn't hit anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Or yeah. I was shooting at a bird as if it was exploding. I'm like, ah, crap. Who got it? Some well, you and I were famous for that. It would be like the guns would go off in a salvo, and you'd have no idea who to claim the bird. Because it was just like, yeah, it could be anybody's bird at that point. Mine's, but it's fun. Reminds me of one time we were out pheasant hunting out in South Dakota. Yeah. And a bird takes off in front of us, there's three of us. Bam, 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 bam! And the bird flew away, <laughs> kept right on going. Oh, shit, yeah, And we looked at each other and go, what the fuck? If I was that bird, I would have circled back at 300 feet, just like shit on you guys. <laughs> oh, he kept, he kept right on going. <laughs> and we, uh, I had my bee right at him. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, and just, It just proves volley fire means nothing. 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 Yeah. The worst thing you can do is have an automatic with five rounds. Like, you got four rounds in the tube and one in the chamber. You know what you got? Five misses. If you got the last shell, literally the last shell in that your pocket. That bird's too far out already anyways. And if that bird is out as far as it's going to go, and you know that's your last shell, you will powder that fucker. You'll powder that fucker at 150 yards. You'll powder that fucker. It was so much fun shooting with these guys. Uh, the next time we do it, we'll let you know you got to come out. It's so much fun. I mean, yeah. it's a blast. And uh, even Hofford, who was like, well, I can't go. I've got things to do, whatever. Pulled in. I was like, oh, well, tell Steve Hofford to be such up. an old lady. Get his butt out And there. the one person, you know yeah. who got all that started was James. Yeah. And he's the one who pulled the plug. Yeah, James he, he didn't show up. He legitimately started Thanks, it. James, for getting us. Yeah, he motivated us. He made us do it. So, uh, But, yeah, the next time we do it, it's a, it's a good day out. It's a lot of fun. Followed up with some extremely bad-for-you food. Yeah. I heard you were looking for a new warehouse today. I am. I am. Uh, glad you brought that up. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, real little salt in that wound. Yeah, thanks, because I didn't need to feel worse. I'm going to have to go get a beer. Um, anybody else want one? Sure. Okay, cool. I'm bringing back beer. Um, in the meantime, John, tell everybody why I'm looking for a warehouse. Well, first of all, it's wintertime. And uh, we do a little thing here for so much, I won't quote a number, but for a little bit of money... You can get your bike stored here at Cleveland Moto for the winter, so it's not taking up space in your garage. Perhaps you have your bike parked in your garage and you don't have your car in there. You can pull your bike out, bring it over to Cleveland Moto, and for not much money, 
They'll store it for you for the whole winter and then prep it and get it ready for you in the spring. Might even give you an oil change on the other side. Sounds like a hell of a deal. So because of that and because of the fact that we just have a shit ton of bikes laying yeah, around here and everything, we always need more we space. We need more space. And always. space can be expensive. Yes, it can. Even in uh, Cleveland. So have you ever heard about this concept of the garage condo? So what a garage condo is, is a big, poorly constructed building that you can basically back a, uh, uh, a Winnebago into. A million dollar Winnebago. Yeah. Hey, I need right. one of those. <laughs> That's pretty slick, isn't it? And what it is, is it's a house for your house. One house has wheels on it, the other one's a house for your house with wheels on it. And uh, at first when a they said... A home for your home. A home for your mobile home. Or a place for you to store your toys. And these garage condos are becoming very popular. And I figured, okay, it's uh, it's 20, ah. you know, figured 20 feet wide. So you buy into this, you actually own your space mm-hmm. in purpose. So it's... it's a storage unit. It's it's hooked up to a bunch of other ones. Like it has one roof line. So rather than so there's paying, one roof line and twenty bays. Rather than paying so much a month to store your vehicle, correct? You're actually paying a mortgage to buy the spot. Right. You're buying the spot. And in how many years am I going to own this spot? Well, it's a mortgage. You're going to own it forever. Well, how long is it going to take me to pay for it? It's a mortgage. Fifteen years, thirty years. Go figure. Huh. Right. Okay. What's your interest rate? Whatever a mortgage is. So how much are these? 5.9%, whatever. So what is this, like $10,000? You know, you think about it. It doesn't have a bathroom. It doesn't have... I mean, it's got a little window air conditioning unit above the door. It doesn't have a basement. It doesn't have carpeting. You have a roof you're sharing with all the other units. It's big enough to put an RV in. I think the smallest one I looked at was in the neighborhood of... 20 wide and 60 deep, so 1,200 square feet. How much did you pay for your garage? My garage? To have it built on my property was 15 grand, 25 grand total. Well, with electricity and all the other sexy stuff, 25 grand, but yeah. So So, something like that then? Yeah. Yeah, 15 grand would have put the building up, and then the rest was all my decisions, you know, extra doors and all the good stuff that we did beyond what normal people would do because you don't need to have a 10-foot high garage door, and you don't need to have it 26 feet wide. I, th- I would do that because it's sexy. sexy. Though. That's it sexy. is sexy. Yeah. When you can pull an Airstream into your garage, that's money. Or a school bus. Or a school bus. <laughs> well, no, we're, we're four inches short of a school bus. <laughs> missed it so by, missed it by that, that much. much. <laughs> so for $15,000, if I had property, I could build a garage. Yeah. How much money am I saving by buying one of these spaces? Well, interestingly enough, you're not saving much. Because it turns out if you want to buy one of these spaces, these garage condos. Garage Mahal. Which has a man door and a roll-up door and has enough room to put a large-size RV in it. It's $76,500. What? I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saving money there. No, you're not. I I figured for... 76 grand? Yeah, I figured... And that's not in... That's not in L.A. That's not in New York. That's not in Miami. That's in goddamn Avon Lake, Ohio. Actually, Avon, Ohio, on the bad side of the tracks. But the... uh, (laughs) But for real, $76,500, if you want the big one, which is... Fifteen feet longer. That's eighty-six thousand five hundred dollars, and a thirty-five dollar a month maintenance fee. Wow! And what all does that entail? You get a big box with a roll-up door and a man door and a window size AC slash heater. No plumbing, no bathroom. No, there's a hole in the ground. You can put a toilet into, and there's two leads. But that's your cost. Yes, and there's two leads where you can put a hot 
you know, or cold water come in, and then you could put an electric water heater in there if you want. Mm-hmm. Now, some dudes will build like do you a have second to pay floor. The electric bill? Of course you do. Mm. Meters for Nothing's free. I mean, it's right. eighty-six thousand dollars. Eighty-six thousand dollars for a box mm. with a roll-up door and a man door. Mm-hmm. Square footage. Uh, like I said, in the neighborhood of between fifteen hundred and two thousand square feet. Hmm. No, no, it's big enough for an RV to fit in. Right. Okay. Right. That's what they're designed for. It's an RV or a boat and a car. That we live in Cleveland. You can buy a freaking house in that Cleveland. That brings us to the point. <laughs> you, you, you so can buy a warehouse. In well, well, what about that house you were looking at? That's all him. And so, the transition. All right. Thank you. In case you in case this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, John Mecklefresh is here to bring us back on target. <laughs> left, 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 adjust left, adjust left, add three hundred, you're on target. Repeat, fire for effect. Shift down. That's what Mecklefresh does for a living, is he brings us back on target. So <laughs> Mecklefresh knows that I am And he guards water. Well, okay. Not anymore. No, not anymore. Oh, okay. no. I fix no. radios. He builds radios. Oh, okay. Right. He fixes radios. Keeps people fixes radios and police cars. Keeps people talking. Yeah. Now, so Johnny gives me this hot tip of a $25,000 house, <laughs> two bedroom, mid garage. Brand new garage. Look Brand right. new. Oh, yeah. Dude, you have no idea. So he sends me this hot tip. Right around the corner from the shop. Yeah. Right. Mm. Fair game. And it's. It's not two miles from here. In fact, when the lady called me today, when the realtor called me today and said, I'm here at the property, I said, I will be there in five minutes, and I was not lying. I had two minutes to spare. It's what bike did you ride? The Moto Guzzi that's out front. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> I, it's right behind Denny's and the Marriott. So the airport Marriott and the Denny's, it's right behind there in this amazing fucking neighborhood that I didn't even know existed. This neighborhood is awesome. A little dead end neighborhood. Oh, it's dead end. There's no there's no through traffic. Everybody who lives in there has lived in there for forty fucking years. Little brick ranch houses. Fucking beautiful neighborhood. And my thinking was you buy it, you put thirty bikes in the garage, yeah. and you could eventually if your mom ever needed to live up here or closer oh, to you or whatever, yeah. put her in the house. Yeah. Absolutely. Well like, you can also store like parts and just like a lot of the stuff that's Or up we the talk back about in the that. Shop. Bore the house out, Look, put man. a ramp off the back yeah. and ro- roll bikes in the house. It's got a patio door. It's got a patio door on the back room. The back living room is a patio door on it. The garage the garage in this house was built in two thousand and eight. Rat wall Concrete poured floor, a, a solid legit two car garage with a metal door. Okay, that's fifteen grand right there. In a good neighborhood where it's not. At least fifteen. Into. Great neighborhood in a completely stockade fenced in backyard, six inch fence or seven foot fences can't look over them, in a beautiful backyard. That's all cool. So how fucked up was this place that I am not the new owner? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is wah, exactly wah, wah. this. Fucked up. It was growing its own cheese. Well, Dustin, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. It's I would like you to take my phone in your hand. I'll pass this around. You may scroll left or right. I don't care. If you get to a picture of my dick, you scroll too far. Now, <laughs> you can scroll left fan. and right. That's the ceiling fan. <laughs> there was a ceiling fan in every room. If, it you, needs to, if you scroll to a picture, yes. the if, ceiling fans. If you are scroll all, to a, if you scroll to a picture of his dick on your beer can, you've gone just far enough. You've gone just far enough. What the okay. fuck? Okay, the ceiling yeah. fans were all. Oh, yeah. Literally flaccid. All water. Flaccid. Flaccid. Holy. Every wall was covered in mold. Black mold. Every wall, all the way from the top to the bottom. I've never seen a place like that. It I've looked never seen as it. though somebody went into the middle of the house and installed a sprinkler in each room and let them run for a year and a half. Wow. I've never seen this much mold. And now the thing is, this house sold in 2008 for $76,000. 76, 
Somebody bought this house and flipped it. What they did was they took out the traditional ceiling and they vaulted the ceiling in the front room, which is a modern, sexy thing to do to houses. The thing is, whoever put the roof on was half an idiot because it just dumped water into all the rooms. Every single room was that had mold, moldy mold. I don't even know what that is. That's a monkey playing with a carburetor. <laughs> I got that for you. Um, it's a it. monkey dumping gas into a giant yeah, collar. All right. So, anywho, um, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was insane. So this house has so to have a construction. It's all right, but not left. If you bought this house, you'd have to have a construction accident. Yeah. You'd have to tear the whole house right. down. So yeah. the rule of this house is for $25,000, what you're buying is a, a, a cool lot in a great neighborhood and a garage. But is a lot worth it? Yes. But here's the problem. The second you own this house, you're responsible. you got to be willing you're responsible to put the hazmat team to come out. Thank you. <laughs> you're going to need to put a roof on it, day one. So this $25,000 house just became a $35,000 house. What do you think the property alone is worth, though? I don't know, because you can't just do that. See, the trick with buying a house is the property might be worth $30,000 or $40,000. But the, the thing is, to get it to just be property, you've got to tear down the existing structure. That's going to cost you money. Yep. So it's going to cost you twenty five dollars for the permission to spend more money. Ah. Mm. So co- Unless you donate it to the fire department. Ah! <laughs> Which is a really good idea with this particular house. Actually, the other two houses are too close to it. You probably couldn't do a con- tr- controlled burn. Without. They can do an interior controlled burn, but not exterior. But I, I do believe that... You're still on the hook to tear the bitch down. I, you know what? You I'm are. not sure. Are, you are you? And ultimately, you would... You that would, is unfucking believable Isn't that insane? insane? You have to tear the house down Dude, and rebuild. I had a woman with me who's a realtor, who's a who specializes in foreclosed property, which means she has seen Satan's taint. Like, this woman is a foreclosure realtor. Is that a saint? She has seen shit that would make you puke. And she said, this is the worst mold I have ever seen. Floor to ceiling, top to bottom, black, Every ceiling fan was completely sagged out. Looked like some weird. When you talked about mold, and I said, "You show me mold. You show me a house that doesn't have you mold," and I said, "I had no idea." You had no idea. This I have never seen weeping ceiling fans. Weeping ceiling yeah, fans weeping is the right fans. term. This is that is insane. Yes, weeping willows look at this ceiling fan and go, "Cheer up, pal!" Like turn them on. We're jealous. We're so jealous. Yeah. Now here's the ultimate bite in the dick. The bite in the dick is. I would say. That, I mean. If I looked at this house, I would have said, what, was it underwater? That's and then, exactly and then fucking If you took out? this fucking thing and submersed it, it wouldn't be as fucked up as it is right now. Mm. And it is fucked up. And, and obviously... Is, can I see that? It went this yeah, way yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll read it. went this way to me. No interior pictures <laughs> posted on Trulia. When I, no, when I no, 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 no. They're not showing anybody no. that. If any of these pictures showed up, there you go. Have Chris fun. Gotta, you now, get, now, you know you're going to get another nasty email from that realtor. So <laughs> you guys made fun of my property here. I'm yeah. never calling you again. Yeah, you notice I'm not going to be able to sell this but thing. But you know what? Her name was never brought up. <laughs> That's right. Thank she knows you. who she is. She's a sweetheart. She's a very nice lady. She didn't mind me showing up on the motorcycle. She showed me the whole place, and we agreed. And when we saw the inside, we were like, holy fuck. She'd never seen the inside of it. So either. how did she get this listing? It's a foreclosure. Okay, oh, so she yeah. just handles foreclosure. Well, no, she handles whatever comes her way. Oh. Yeah. Abnormal motion has been detected. Yeah. It's apparently after 10 p.m. Uh, our motion, sa- our cameras, our security cameras in the building yeah. start alerting me after 10 p.m. to make sure there's motion or noise in here. Ah. So my phone is going to be erupting for the next, as long as we're here. Fuck you. Good lord. Man. That's there's just... security cameras all around you right now. So Where are they at? Yeah. Everywhere. There's, there's one. Yep. There's, there's one, one right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's eight of them. Okay. Well, there's actually ten. 
There's two remote yeah, control. Yeah, one in the restroom, too? Nope. No, <laughs> just in the toilet. Looks up. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this camera. house... So the idea was I was going to buy this house for 25 k which is like, you know, 25 k Doable. Doable. So I was going to buy the house and then store 30 bikes in the garage and then <clears throat> put a bunch of bikes in the house and then kind of systematically restore the house until we get to a point where you can't restore this house. You would have to take this house to the studs, and it would have to have a new roof, a complete tear-off, underlayment, everything. And by the time you get done, you got seventy-five, eighty grand involved. And in Cleveland, that house is a seventy-five or eighty grand house. You've made zero money. So, plus you put a ton of labor into it, a ton of work into it. But could you, could you rent it out? Not no. the way it is. No, I meant after no. you fix it, could you rent it out to make at least be positive, like cash flow? You yeah, should call her back. You should call her back. You should call her back and say, "I'd like to make an offer on the house." Ten. Ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I would still have, I would still have a project that I couldn't get you or me or him or anybody else to agree to do. We would never fix the house. Oh, dude, you give me. I would just pay ten thousand dollars to have a. a, a well, the garage. lot's worth thirty. So, you dude, I would burn right it there. down for you for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I would. That house, you know what? As wet as that fucker is, you it can't probably burn. never burn. That house, it's smolder. It would be smolder. I'd pay ten thousand. If you could get it for ten thousand, yeah. you'd have the garage. Yeah. I'd maybe pay probably three, four thousand dollars, and everybody, somebody put a new roof on the house and never touched the house. Just use it for a storage facility. You'd pay a hundred bucks we a month. Yeah, you're gonna you want to get rid of that mold, though, man. I was in there today for. Yeah, mold, I was in there yeah. today for twelve minutes, and you almost died. I have Legionnaire's disease right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not, gonna, it's not communicable. No, we'll I'm going to die one. a black lung, but we'll find another fine. one. We'll find yeah, another. One. We're going to find another one. But that one, like the neighborhood, everything was delightful. Like that well, was. Do the neighbors know how bad the house is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the Google satellite, if you're ever looking at a oh God, I can't believe we're talking about this in a podcast. But but <laughs> I looked at the Google. I looked at the Google images, and there was a uh, a Dodge Bounder mm-hmm. RV conversion Class C in the driveway. And then today, when I showed up, that. Class C bounder was two door, two driveways over. So they, they were, were using it for it. storage. Yeah, they were using it there, yeah. <laughs> so this, pla- was this there place was a big hole in the roof. No, uh, so, this place was. So there's thirty motorcycles in the garage and a bus in the driveway. Yeah, there is because there's a <laughs> privacy fence. You're right. Yeah, but I was our believe me. I'm. I was thinking. About it. I was like, look for twenty five k. As much, you know how I am, right? Oh yeah. I mean. You're shrewd. It's right. I'm Scottish. Irish. And Scottish. <laughs> okay, okay. I've only recently found out I'm Irish. Jewish. I'm going to claim Scottish. But Just like the Scottish guys on Babe Rally said, like, I'm sorry, we're cheap. If we're not spending money on booze, we ain't spending We ain't spending money. <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, after all this is said and done, I was like, look, I'll rent a 20-yard dumpster. I'll put on a SARS mask. A few of us will go in there. And we'll tear everything out. Calling the Amish. <laughs> I think Amish have higher standards than this. They wouldn't touch it? No, I think you got to go. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, like not, they're not like I vaccinated know, or anything. You know? They would just all no, be I dropping for like this I'm going to say Malachy's. No, no. I think, yes, I, was say, I think for this work, you need gutter punks. <clears throat> Go to that intersection right on 150th and... The interstate. Nope, the Home Depot. Depot. There's I always somebody panhandling there. I know. Yeah, if you're panhandling, you don't want a job. I've tried I saw hire. one this morning. I've tried to hire panhandlers. They won't work for a living. For this mission, whole you need gutter. They will handle pans for a living. Look, I will come out with a bag. Their little sign doesn't say I'll work for a living. I'll come out with a bag of Oxycontin. There you go. <laughs> and the job will be the job will be poorly done. Fuck, I might Here's a question for you. You ever seen a panhandler with wingtips on? <laughs> I've done that. I've seen that. Wingtips on a panhandle. I shot a wingtips dressed up to go to work. Oh, and he was panhandling. And, and we just said, get a freaking job. 
If you see a guy with a clever sign panhandling for money, he ain't broke. Half of the list Because real wrong. hungry What's people don't have a clever sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have a sense of humor about that shit. Yep. But they, but that was one of the things. Like, so yeah, I'm currently looking for a storage place. So I got a couple of lines on stuff, but I need some storage. So that's it. I was hoping to buy like a, a cool, sexy industrial building. You know, whatever. You know, or maybe you know, borrow one, like rent one for you know. Hey, you're not doing anything with it for the next nine months. Let me uh, there was money. another property for fifteen thousand dollars that had a nice two car garage. I mean. Close by or what? Yeah, yeah. It was over in Cam's Corner, down that way, and make a right. It was well, over, over in there. Shoot the me. house, they actually had interior pictures. Yeah. It was a house, and I've seen this before. I worked on a house that uh, somebody lived in it, and they smoked hard for 30 years. I, you know, I'll take grand? that over fucking mold. Yeah. So this now is that I've seen what mold grand? can do. That was fifteen thousand dollars. With a nice two car garage. How many square feet? Uh under a thousand. Doesn't like matter. A little two bedroom, one yeah. bathroom. Well for storage, not storage. at all. Storage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I've got stuff to store, but the point being you go in, uh, when you I bought my house currently, grandma smoked in that thing from like nineteen fifty one until she died. T S P or whatever. Yeah. I get all the tar off the walls, paint it, rent it out. I paying for itself. Right. I yep. have done I have dealt with seventy years of nicotine. On the walls, I can tell you exactly what it does with various different types of wallpaper that are impossible to remove and everything else. I'll oh, take man, that. The, the a, brown sludge oh when you God. wash it off oh. is just like. It's and disgusting. I mean, I'm I'm a, a former 25 right. year smoker. Yeah. And oh, I was smoking while I was removing this yeah. shit. I was offended. Oh, I did. <laughs> we did a house. It was a two story house, and yeah. every fucking wall we scrubbed yeah. it down with DSP. Yeah. That's the house I moved into. And then we painted the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And it looked beautiful. When oh, we were done. When we buried Grandma. We realized is once the life left her body, she was just a cigarette. <laughs> turned to ash. She turned to a fucking didn't cool, have to get her ultralight menthol. Like she was a one hundred. Didn't have to get yeah, her cremated. She just burnt down to the butt. <laughs> that was exactly it. That's oh, all she did. Lordy. That's all she did. That was that was good. There was a slight <laughs> wafting of menthol when she died. That well, was she, it. She's not. Chris is used to smoking the butt. The butt of all jokes. The butt of all jokes. The so I have a. Motorcycle, I'd maybe like to bring up once again. Mecklefresh for the win. Let's go. Hey, go motorcycles! If you listen to this podcast, you owe John Mecklefresh a beer. Yep. Podcast. <laughs> uh, motorcycle time. Has anybody heard about the Kawasaki Z900RS? Have you heard about it? The collective motorcycle industry boner for this bike is so rabid. <laughs> the iPhones come out. <laughs> yes. That people who've never seen a goddamn Z1R. Are talking about how fucking awesome this bike is as a throwback to ye old times. Well, you know what? It's not. I mean, it's not. The ass is too high. There's a foot and a half of daylight between the back it's seat. It's root beer and orange. It is root beer and orange. I get a green one right here. There, that's also it's a, a green one. Right, right. There's exactly. a black and green one. Right. Yep, there's there's the root beer. Of, right. Right. Have yeah. I mentioned that they're talking about eventually maybe a supercharged version of it? I did. I saw that. Oh. Yeah. No, no, that's super cool, man. You don't get a boner over that. I have a KZ900 in my shop, and I have his old KZ1000 parked next to it. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Well, they're not fuel-injected with the supercharger. Sorry that I got rid of that. They're not fuel-injected with the supercharger. <laughs> that's a sexy motorcycle, John, it's got to go somewhere, brother. Trade you a Vic? You want a victory? No, I'll just give it to you. You want a victory? You can make it run, and then we'll sell it again later, and we'll split it. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. This popped like up today. That. I was looking That's at a I, cool bike. Look, everyone went. Yeah. Everyone had a fucking holy connection when the ZRX came out. What, the, what, what was yeah. it called? The ZRX? Yeah, you're right. 
1100 ZRX? Yeah. Everyone fucking everyone. 11, then 12. Oh my God, I can't see the motorcycle because my boner's in the way. Oh, Eddie Lawson. Look, nobody's ever put purple, green, and white together in such a way. Right? And ask Johnny Chrome how much fun it is to work on that bitch once the carbs get dirty. Yeah, I'm not talking about working on it, I'm talking about riding the Exactly. Now, that thing is fuel injected. Right. Right. Now, it has. A certain, I mean, granted, it, it's got some cool Don't to it. Don't you try to punk on this bike. I'll punk on <laughs> it a little bit. Don't give me that. Ah, it's sort of, I'll punk on ah, it a little it's, bit. It's, uh, it's, How many pipes uh, are coming out the right side of that bike? Two. It kind of looks like three. What? Look at that picture. If it's three, it's even better. No, it's a four-cylinder. It can't have three on the right. Well, it three on the right and one on the left. Well, I, know I, I thought it was a four and a one. So tear those cans off if you don't like them or whatever. I shouldn't have to tear the fucking cans oh, off. Oh, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> like, look. <laughs> Motherfucker, that is a beautiful bike. You think that's beautiful? Inverted shocks. Motherfucker, please. Uh, root beer and orange, <laughs> just like the old one. The, uh, have another beer. Let's go. Yeah. Here. There you go. I'll leave it open. No, no, I got a half. Oh, you're you're halfway there. Don't ask me in the hand. You know, I would just make a statement. Have another beer. The normally aspirated version. The normal English in what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's fuel injected. Is it a thousand cc's or nine hundred? Nine hundred. Okay, all right. Points for authenticity. Comes in chalk. Comes in root beer with an orange splash. What's up with the pipes? That's the only thing you, you. The one thing you could pick on is the pipes. No, well, I'm sure somebody will quickly thing. make it. Make no, 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 it, no, no, it looks like two into two on one side. What's what's on the what's going on there, man? It's two into two. It's not two into two. There's some shit. Fuck! Going I don't on. know anything about it. Oh, really. there's two. I mean, okay, I, I get it. It's two into phones. Just crazy megaphones. Nope. Crazy like forty-five in real life. Rem- yet. Remember, right. this is all right. All right, I get it. All right, that's fine. I did a minimal amount of research. The real like, and then there's just. Epic amounts of space between the seat and the back tire. I mean, uh, uh, you're you're just grasping uh, at straws. You're just trying to shit on. No, I like the CB1100. <laughs> I think just the, trying it. I think the CB1100 is a more accurate. Here's the supercharged version. Supercharger. How many bikes can you go out and buy that are factory supercharged? No, 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 buy a supercharged bike, I, Phil. Right, Phil. This no. is the. But this why do I need to supercharge Let's supercharge the zero. zero. goes faster than it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's turbo up at zero. What's that? Let's zero turbo. turbo. Zero. No. No, you don't understand, <laughs> Chuck. Turbo and supercharger has nothing to do with electricity because electricity is superior to turbo and supercharger. Oh, you didn't know turbo that, Turbo is Chuck. not an electric thing. God yeah. Supercharger is not an electric thing. I, I, love, the I, love, yeah. thing. I, I love getting you going. Yeah. I love getting you going. Tony Macklebrush is walking I, out. I'm done. Fine. <laughs> if you want to harvest dead dinosaurs and turn them into noise and smoke and use power as a byproduct, I'm sorry, wait, noise, smoke, and heat and have power as a byproduct, that's fine. However... In deference to this guy who works for Zero, <laughs> the fastest way to get from point A to point B is still crushing electrons. Now, regarding that thing, so we can't, thing. Blow, <laughs> he calls it a thing. We can't blow more air at electrons. Regarding to get more that power? Oh, thing, you know, thing. there's a will, there's a way. What I will oh. say, in its in its defense, it is exactly as cool as the CB1100. 
It's way more cool than the It's so much way more cool. Is it cooler than the Chopper? It's a Kawasaki. It makes power everywhere. So the difference between the Honda CB1100 makes no power anywhere. Is that the Honda will put you to sleep? Yes. And the KZ will put you in the hospital? Yes. Okay, all right. I get it. That's fine. I, I saw a Facebook posting from a friend that has yeah. a KZ900, and he said he was so proud he was at a stoplight. He has an actual KZ900. Yeah, first bike. Which means he's old. Uh, and his penis doesn't work anymore. Younger. Oh, okay. shit. But, no, you're you you with Kawasaki? No. This is besides the point. Look. Anybody who was a KZ900 guy right now, by sheer math alone, is at least 10 years older than me. Well, let's talk about this. They're at least 58. Okay? At least 58. He just got a smile out of the fact that he was at a stoplight and yeah. some old guy in a pickup truck rolled his window down and looked at him and was like, Nice bike! He's like, Eh, it's good to see this is still Cowtown. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, and then he spit out his plug of. Days of work. His teeth came out. His, he spit out his plug of days of work. And, I mean, yeah. No, he's got the Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> Every time, okay, the KZ900 in my shop and your old KZ1000 in my shop yeah. are what I like to call old man bait. It is like a bug light for lonely old men. I witnessed it so many yes. times. They come into the shop and they go, I used to have, and then insert horrible story for the next forty-five minutes. Fuck you, man. Look, I used to have a lot of cool shit. I don't have it anymore. I sold it too cheap. I did. I had an H two with historical plates. Whatever you got, that's fine. I smoked so many modern bikes on an H two with historical plates. There's one with a four into one pipe. That looks a lot. Oh, wait, the picture just transmogrified into a black one. Uh, anyway, it's going to transmogrify again. Racist. The, uh, uh, it's not racist. It went from brown to black. So, but I, look, I will say. At least say it wasn't orange. That the, my, I was teasing you when I talked about coming to a CB1100. We know that the CB1100 is the most boring, well built motorcycle on the planet. What led me to this bike was yeah. that they just. Updated the CB1100 and came out with the 2018 CB1100 EX, yes. yeah. which is just as bland and boring. No, they made the gas tank worse. It, worse. They made it worse. <laughs> worse. At least before they were 1983, they were like a 1983 throwback replica. Now they're 19 and whatever the. And now what, they're what like the fuck? nothing. What like the fuck? now they're Howard the Duck level of awesomeness. Like but it's one S away from sex. Yeah. It's God. No, it's the opposite of. It's yeah. the opposite of exciting. It's celibate. It is truly, we have lost our way, and we don't know what to do with this project we started. It would be better for them to buy White House conversion kits and make them all into CB750 replicas. <laughs> Beautiful. Like, launch the fireworks right now. Make each one of those bikes look like it's a 1972 CB750 Black K2. Black tank with gold stripes. Yep, or blue tank with go. gold stripes. Like Red tank with gold stripes. Red yeah. type with gold stripes. Any tank, yeah. other color tank you want with gold stripes. Yes. Do them and and take and make a kit like the CB450 back in the day. Make a kit that they can sell to people who mistakenly bought the CB1100 and want it to be cool and high pipe version. Yep, high, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the if you did that, if you made that thing, if you did the White House conversion and made these CB1100s look like bikes from 1970s, 
I think that people like me would buy that kit. I mean, I'd probably buy that kit. And I've got a CB1100. So Why has it got to be a kit? It needs to come right from the factory. No, I agree. I think you're right. Just like the Kawasaki does. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Tell it like it is. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. That bike right there is the most authentic representation I'm of... I'm a Honda guy through and through. You know, know this. Yeah, I'm the Honda Whisperer. I, <laughs> that Kawasaki. It makes your dick hard. That Kawasaki. Yeah. That's got... Mm, yeah. I, I coined that phrase, by the way, Honda Whisperer. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that the WRX... WRX? No, that's not. XR, X, 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 XSR Yamaha? Are you no, the, WRX is the, the car Kawasaki. The Kawasaki he just worked on. That 1100 Kenny... Eddie, Z-Rex? Z-Rex? Z-R-X. Z-R-X. We don't even know. Look, that thing was kind of sexy. Like, yeah, I like that. When that came out, I was like, Ugh. But, of course, it needed to be fuel-injected. Because until it was fuel-injected, it was just a problem waiting to happen. That's fuel-injected. And I think it's hilarious that they went from a 1100cc... Down to a 900cc. It's it's trying to compete with the Yamaha. Right. You know, the XZ09. No, the XSR09 yeah. or whatever. All you know, of the triples. The brown brown leather seat bikes. Yes. <laughs> so if you're old. It's got a brown leather seat. <laughs> if you're old. But they didn't put a brown leather seat. Country, could, you go, could you get farmersonly.com? They're probably good. Yeah, yeah fair game. Yeah. Farmersonly.com. Farmers okay, I'm calm down now. No, I mean, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, everything needs to be fuel injected. I agree. From your motorcycle to your lawnmower to mm-hmm. your fucking weed whacker. If it, I mean, if it has God a job, sakes. if it has a job of putting gasoline into fun, like if its job is turning gasoline into fun, it is probably better if it's fuel injected. I mean, that's just, it's going to work better if it's fuel injected, and it's Agreed. not like fuel injection is some science that we haven't grasped. The Agreed, says the guy that sells well, true. <laughs> but it, no, it's if, you're gonna, if you're going to go gas, right. you got to have fuel injection. If you're going to use gasoline, yeah. you should burn it correctly. And the best way to burn gasoline correctly is to use fuel injection. Well, zeros are. But if you're going to go electron, right? you go electric. Yeah, yeah electric right. injection. Exactly. That's right. 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 Chuck, I have a question for yeah. you. Yes. Because we've talked about most of us have talked about this at some point. What was your first bike? Hmm. My first bike, oh, God, what was it? A Yamaha Enduro. I can't remember what it was. 250. Okay. DT? DT? DT. Yeah. DT. And I, and, Great and bike. I rode it around yeah. the longest time on the road. Then I switched over to motocross. I ported it and poured it all out and changed it. Bored it, ported it, and motocrossed it. it so was you were fun. hooked on gas for a long time I before was. you went electric. Yeah. Yep, I was. Then I blew it up and went out and bought a YZ. Motocross it. As everyone bought a YZ. So aside from the zero motorcycles that you have, is there anything else that you ride or anything? Oh, no. I I used to ride Victory and and all that, but I don't, you know, now it's just all electric. I've ridden electric for the last few years and I'll never go back. So do you you think zero will ever come out with a touring bike or a A cruiser? cruiser? Someday. 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 Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I've talked. I've talked to him about it, and and, and just uh, they're the not ready for that yet. But batteries. an electric no. bagger. <laughs> Hold on. So the can you get any more comfortable? Any well, the Confederate, though. We the Confederate. So yep. if you say Confederate, Hell, Confederate Hellcat, and I've had a couple of those come through the shop, and you know Confederate has always done their combination of a uh, fifty thousand dollar ass jewelry with some actual performance to go with it. So Confederate has been building V twin based custom motorcycles for a while. For, for quite a while, hundred fifty thousand dollar motorcycle. Well, pretty close. At least thirty two grand on Craigslist, but in a city where we can buy twenty five thousand dollar houses. Well, but mm-hmm. so Confederate has done a number of different bikes. The Hellcat has probably gotten the most attention. Yeah, and Confederate recently, due to political concerns, 
has changed the name of their company to Curtis, the Curtis <laughs> Manufacturing Company. The righteous so, name. Righteous Curtis, name, yeah. Curtis V8. Curtis Wright. Curtis V8, exactly. Yep. So the Curtis was the, the power plant, and the Curtis, of course, the Curtis Flyer was the Kitty, you know, at Kitty Hawk, that was the, um, the actual plane, that the first plane to fly, was the Curtis Flyer. And the Curtis is kind of a cool name if you're going to run it, and I can understand that name. And so what the new Curtis Motorcycle Company has decided to be their flagship is he's giving up on internal combustion. Going electric. And he's going with not one, but two Zero motors. Oh, wow. So he's going to be kicking 236 foot-pounds of torque. <laughs> wow. yep. That's it. Now, and, the, and the model name is going to be <clears throat> and the model name is going to be the Mathis. Shit, my pants is what it's going to be. Curtis wrong. Mathis, <laughs> the most expensive television in America. It's, it's well worth it. It's going to be one hell of a model. Nice to work for them, and we call them Curtis mattresses. I'm naive, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But he's running both motors through the back wheel, or yep. a motor yes. from the back wheel, he's running both and through a motor the back wheel. through the front wheel. No back wheel, because okay. there's no point. In doing and it. the point, and I think he said it the best when you know when the guy from Confederate was interviewed and he talked about this. He was a quail, and he was saying that you know his his building of internal combustion motorcycles is kind of hit as far as he can go, and I agree with that because there's a certain point where you start beating your head against the wall, squeezing dinosaurs. Yeah, and you get to a point where. For a simple phone call, you can do what he did and grab two zero motors that are stock, that are not tuned, they're not shortened lifespan. They're going to give you the maximum performance and the maximum durability. And each one of them is 116 foot pounds of torque. So you put them together. Yeah. And so. Available technology. 232 foot pounds of torque. Now, if I told you, any builder, any motor builder here, to build me 232 foot-pounds of torque out of a V-twin motor, that's a, that's a lofty goal. You're lucky if you can get that out of a <laughs> well, e- e- even, Chevy, e- small-block ze- Chevy. You know, Zero's chief technology officer said, yes, you know, he said, you know what? The gas motor is as far as it's going to go. I agree. It can't. You. What else can you do to it? Well, what we've done is we've taken a gas motor to the point where the gas motor is reliant upon the turbo or the supercharger yep. or whatever ancillary device or hybrid system <laughs> yep. to make that system work harder. So the, to the point of blowing it up. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> we understand drag drag race motors last a certain time. And but they, they you know but. But the but the electric motor, I pulled through. the electric is just the few the you know infinity where you can go with it. How many parts in and it? beyond? How many moving parts in an electric motor? Who was, who was that? That was, uh, <laughs> who was his name. Buzz infinity and beyond. Buzz Lightyear. Yes, Buzz well, the Lightyear. Other thing, the other thing infinity is infinity and beyond. We're talking about 116 foot pounds of torque. That's not tuned. That's stock. That's stock. tuned. That's consumer grade. That is that is. For maximum reliability, that is for maximum lifespan, that is for maximum durability, is 116 foot pounds. That's kind of crazy, though, when you think about it. how many, how many motors could you stack? I mean, like if you yeah. wanted to be oh, yeah. stupid about it. I mean, they're 40 pounds a piece. And we're building yeah, drag bikes. I mean, you know, the motors, the motors, the batteries are 40 pounds. A piece. You're talking about in the but, yeah. 70s where they were putting twin or yeah. three motors in a drag oh my bike. God. If I remember right, I was talking to one of the guys out zero, and he rode in a Porsche. that had four electric motors on it, four mm-hmm. zero motors on it. Mm-hmm. In a Porsche. In a Porsche. He said, one he said you hit that throttle, and it was, poof, yeah. you were back, and you couldn't even move. Yeah. Boom! You were and just cool. Gone. And, I mean, a, and a, a zero power. is about the a zero motor is about this big. Yeah. About this big, smaller yeah. than a bowling ball. Yeah, it's about the size of a basketball. Pie plate, right? smaller than a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, smaller, smaller than a bowling ball. ball. Yeah. less than ten inches in diameter, less than six inches wide. Yeah, exactly. 
guess we could just go look at one over there. Yeah. <laughs> We're surrounded by them. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. right. But the point is, it's 116 foot-pounds of torque, and, the, and you could sneak it into a concert under your hoodie. You could drive it into a concert. What the hell? Right. That should be illegal. We've all done it. We've all illegal. taken zeros where they that shouldn't should be. That shit should be illegal. Because they're silent. That should be illegal. That should be illegal. It should be illegal. Yeah, there will come a day. And you just like the, the just like the Hayabusa and some of these bikes CCs. become limited, yeah. they'll put a kibosh on the electric well, bikes the thing eventually. With zero is zero doesn't use transmission. Zero, zero bikes drive. are top yeah. speed. Right for the motor of the wheel. Yeah, motor to the wheel, and they're they're governed to about 108 miles an hour. So you're policing yourself to yep, avoid being policed by the government. If we didn't police that, you'd hit that throttle, and you'd be all over the place. You on your yourself. ass every could, time. Oh, yeah. Electronically, the bike is designed to not kill you. <coughs> it's true. <laughs> like, yeah, right. right. When you when you twist the throttle, the worst thing I ever did in retrospect, if you look at that 650 IB YouTube channel. Where we raced the Zero against a Kawasaki H2 I saw with that. launch control and two thousand, three thousand dollars worth of goodies, go fast goodies, against a bone stock Zero SR driven by an idiot. <laughs> this idiot. And here's how the race. I don't went. think you give yourself enough credit. Three, but okay. two, one. No, look, this took no skill. It was three, two, one, go, and it was three, two, one, go. He called it. I know there's one person I'm not racing. Well, it went three, two, one, go, and all racist. I did was crush the throttle. I'm a racist. Well, it turned out that I did it wrong. That by crushing the throttle wide open on the zero, I gave the zero a command that it went, Phil, are you sure you want to do that? And it took a moment. <laughs> Your zero's Hal. It, it said, oh, God, not it took again. A, it took Phil. a moment to say, <laughs> I don't are know, you Phil. sure you want to do that? Actually, what I should have done is I should have crept into it you and sure? then killed it. Yep. So I should have crept into it to enable the bike to just pull away normally and then crushed it. I would have got a better launch than what I did, which was just crush it. I held the brake and I crushed it. It turns out that cost me. Now I beat him three for three. Did you smoke tires? Was tires no, just a smoke? Did not smoke the tire. Really? No, because the braking, I did it wrong. I know in retrospect, after talking to people at work at Zero, that I won that race, but I could have won it better. Is Zero doing anything with drag racing or anything like that? I mean, you know, there, there's actually a video out of a guy that took his brand yeah. new SR yeah. to the drag strip, yeah. and he raced against a Mustang. Stock, yeah. stock, yeah, stock. Man. Yep. Never, never a Mustang. He, uh, he's never been to a drag yeah. strip. Never been to a drag strip. Never ever. Yeah. And he's just giggling all the way up. He says, "I don't know how to do this." I have no idea what I'm doing. The and guy had to mu- explain the smoke yep. box. And this Mustang is yeah. like 800 horse or whatever yeah. it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. And they got up there, he hit that throw, he blew that Mustang Smoked away. Mustang, huh? And he's just going, I blew that motherfucker away! Yeah. It's a good video. <laughs> and you can tell the guy's never been on a strip in his life. Never! Like the bleach, the whole bleach box confused Whoa, him. What do I do with that? Yeah, he had no idea. He didn't know how to stage he the had lights, no clue. didn't know nothing. Hit that throttle, yeah. boom, he's he got, gone. He, his reaction time was like a minute and a half. Like he had <laughs> shit. He just like it was the worst run ever. But he, and he still won. <laughs> he still won. Yeah, had and to he, laugh. And he won handily. <laughs> it was like, and he was laughing. He yeah. just laughing. Yeah. I blew that. I blew that. Yeah. He was. You could just hear him laughing because the bike makes no noise whatsoever. But the, uh, but I it is like, one of the. Yeah. <laughs> the best night was we were in Baton Rouge and I did a nice bleach box oh, burnout on a buddy one twenty five. Yeah. And I'll, really? Okay. Now what? Clarify. It's a tune buddy. All right, it was a tune buddy. It had a 161 kit on it. It did put a fair amount of smoke out. <laughs> it did. It did yeah. put a fair amount of smoke out, and it did stand taller than my sim. Yes, it was. <laughs> my SYM did not do as good as your buddy 125. Yeah. 
And I did not beat the guy on the Jixer that did a wheelie the whole right. He did quarter a wheelie mile. for well, fairly for most of the run. Seven fifty. Yeah, seven fifty. Yeah, yes, No, he's yeah. on a one hundred and sixty yeah. cc yeah. bike. Oh, the, the guy looked at me. He's like, "Hey, man, yeah. these people love you because I did the burnout on the right. bike, and these fucking hillbillies went. They went nuts. shit. Oh my yeah. god, they went. Yeah, nuts. And, and the guy on the thing was like, "Okay, uh, we got the moped. <laughs> Mo, Mo, moped's racing the Jixer. Yeah. And I told the girl at the pit, I was like, "It's not a moped. It's a scooter." And she hit her little calm thing. Okay, so it's a scooter, not a moped. <laughs> you know what? You have to put in perspective. This is Baton Rouge. Yeah, Baton. Yeah. Been there many no, times. No, no losses raceway. No, no problems. Oh yeah, raceway. no problems. No raceway. problems raceway. Yeah. That's well, the name of the raceway. No problems. Never go back in the swamps. You get lost. We no, got there. Are no chance of that. <laughs> the guy in the jigsaw looks over me. He's like, "Dude, wouldn't it be funny if I just let you win?" I'm like, "Nah, man, I'm no, just going go for it." I was like, "I'm going for time." No, yeah. you no, said, "I don't care. Do whatever you, you want." No, you said, "Don't let me win. I'm going to kick your ass." Uh, so you, I bitch. just take off full, full beans, laying down as fast as I can make this little thing go. Yeah, yeah, and he just goes forward and yeah. puts the bike in the air and just does a wheelie for almost the entire quarter mile and beat me. And beat you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was a very mellow 62 mile That'd an hour wheelie. Great sight to see, <laughs> but it was. Enough to beat you. He didn't beat you by a lot, but he beat you enough. That'd be yeah, I, th- I think my top speed was like 69. 69. Or something. Yeah. I think you were 69 really? through the yeah. traps. Yeah. It's on the internet. You can look it up. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> it is. heroic. Though. You know what? For the record, what I have to say about that entire evening was we raced many things. We had a blast. We won that against a disturbing number of things, and we were fucking off the charts drunk for every single race we ran. <laughs> Not only were we racing, but we were drunk. We were drunk to a level of drunk where at midnight, well, 20 minutes to midnight, they were like, well, we're shutting the track down and, you know, the PA system comes on. It's like, uh-huh. all right, guys, track's going to close down in 20 minutes. Well, you, know, you know, the drinking had won over the racing. Yep. <laughs> and so, like, there were, there were precious few people lined up to race, but there was nobody that wasn't holding a cold beverage. And so, like, well, 20 minutes left if you got, you know, if you want to get a run in. And we were like... Yeah, we should ride. We Fuck should, yeah, let's do this. Fuck that. Let's go. Uh, I don't know. Are, are you are are you are you sober enough to drive? I'm like, dude, we are not going to break dude. 15 seconds. Trust me. It's a closed course, dude. Just it's a closed go. course. All I, and like, there's no turns. We just have to go straight. I need to hold my foot on the brake and the gas until I'm not holding one of them anymore, and then hold on for 15 seconds, and it's going to be awesome. And whoever we race against, it doesn't matter because. It's just cool. Because you're in a van. And we were in a van. And we made smoke hard. And like that last run, the midnight run, was just like, hey, we made it. We're here. We're in Louisiana. Let's burn the top. Let's just go. And we went, and it smoked so bad. And I mean, the, you'd have the, thought the, the rust through the, the wheel was it wells. At it was midnight at the Baton Rouge No Problems <laughs> Raceway. And you'd have thought the World War One German Navy had gotten there based on how much smoke we'd laid down. And yeah, and like at some point, these headlights come peeking out of the smoke and go into the staging, and they're like, okay, "Let it rip!" And we're like, "Go!" And it was cool. We ran. We broke well, the and the, the wheel wells in the van were rotted yeah, out. They were rotted out. So every oh, time man. Phil did a burnout, oh, smoke, smoke just blew. Oh. We had to open the windows in the van to let the smoke out. <laughs> yeah, because it was smoky Amazing. in the van as it was outside. Because we were right up in it. Nice. But yeah, we broke fifteen on that run. So if you got a Ford Econ line that runs fifteens. Bring yeah, it that's pretty good. Yeah, we're solid. We we got that shit dialed in. And then we rode that thing all the way home to Cleveland. Yeah, and I didn't have to drive. Yep. You guys were laughing all the way back. Oh, you? I slept. I slept. I was in the back seat. I was in the rear with the gear. Yeah, I did my job. We won. 
Yeah, that was like, like my my job was to win the race. I can only picture that. Once I the race was over, that. look, you want to picture that? Picture a lot of Subway sandwiches and Gold Bond powder. <laughs> that was it. That race from that was like that was like seven days of Subway sandwiches, Miller High Life, and Gold Bond powder. Oh, like, that's Lordy. the secret to three guys in a van, and three guys in a van and a stupid race. Yeah, yeah, we're your we're your team. If you ever want to win that shit, apparently call us because accidentally we will win that shit. We didn't realize there were rules. We just showed up for the drinking. We thought it was just a party that would go across America. It turns out there were rules involved. The first year, we got second place without trying. And then the second year, everyone decided that the assholes who won the first year shouldn't win it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think we got the team spirit thing. Yeah. When somebody looks at me, Shane, and Dustin and thinks, like, these guys could actually do it, those people are more misguided than we are. Anyone who looks at us and thinks, this is our chance, they're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring up a video? Oh, my God. That's oh, so sad and pathetic. Oh, man. Yeah. The funny thing was Hey, watching, where's all those people in the, the stands? The funny thing was us li- taking everything out of the van to make it lighter so it would go faster. So oh, yeah. We, we dumped the whole van. We emptied the else. van. It looked like a yard sale. Where's your van at? Because we're running against like like we're racing against like an El Camino with a 350 small block in it, a TH350. But it was like it was literally like those guys were the champions. They had won this race many many times. Yeah, we're like we have to beat them. We don't care who we lose against. We're beating them. We beat them. With a porticano This is awesome. Yeah. It's not about winning. It's There's about no speed here. People. That's right. You're right. It's not about being oh, victorious. Shit. It's about fucking huh? facing oh, assholes. Oh, and man. not their friends, but just the same. At the time, they How need to How many cars blew their engines on this thing? No. No, no, no. There, there's nothing more indestructible than a shit $500 car. Yeah. <laughs> if you get like, like $12,000, $13,000 invested, that car is fragile. But an American-made car that cost you $500... Has got at least two races left. Driver like you paid five hundred dollars. I mean, these, these our, cars, you got them. Just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not going very oh, fast. Oh yeah, it's like watching snails race. Yeah, yeah, it's a turtle race. It is no fun at all. There's no excitement there. We used to race scooters on the racetrack, like a motorcycle racetrack, and we'd race scooters. And to us, it was like, ah! but to people in the stands, it was like, oh my. God, is it cheese yet? <laughs> if we wait longer, it'll be cheese. I swear, and that's kind of the way it goes. The, uh, but yeah, that's for real. The uh, oh my god, we're showing videos in a podcast. I, I see oh, the band. Okay, let's get out. The, I'm, I'm trying to be quiet about it. Oh my god, terrible, terrible. I'm trying terrible, not to terrible, side terrible, So, how about events? Is there any events that's coming awesome. up? Yes. Anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, side conversations need to be kept to a minimum. Do you have the talking stick? Okay, Do you have the cock? Yeah, whatever. I, uh, watch okay, it later. Watch it. So watch as it you later. were saying, Phil. Yeah, so we're coming into the winter season. Dun, 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 dun. It's winter season. But that doesn't mean it's the end of the game. So uh, what you should do, if you are a person who is so inclined, you should get in touch with whatever major metropolis you live nearby and look up the bike builder competition for the motorcycle show. Mm-hmm. If you have a motorcycle show in your city and you don't want to build a bike, but you're with a group of other like-minded assholes. So you're talking about the International The International Motorcycle Show. International, yeah, International At the IX Center here in Cleveland. In Cleveland, it's the IX Center, but in your local city. Is cities, it going to be warm this year? No. It's going to be. <laughs> no, it's always cold. The last weekend of January, you know. You it go is to what pee, it is. Your dick freezes off. You're at that motorcycle show. And somebody will show up in a sidecar. Yeah, exactly. They do right. that, yes. Yeah. But here's what you should do right now. Get in. This is the pro tip. 
The pro tip is to get there early. Sign up with the uh, motorcycle show. I'm not sure if it's going to be progressive this year, but look it up. It's the International Motorcycle Show. I believe maybe, just maybe, if you're lucky, Jackie Van Ham may be running the event again for us. We're Vintage running a people. fan club. Oh, yeah, the Jackie Van Ham strength, the fan club is strong as far as I'm concerned. All we right. talked about her at Mexican tonight. We at did. Dinner. And so here's what I'm going to tell you. You... If you have a group, if you know where the motorcycle show is going to be, you need to contact them and tell them you are a club. If you are not a club, it's time to become a club. Yeah, Eastside Bob is very interested in look, man. Anything I'm that happens in that. Okay, shut off all the devices that are making noise. If your device device is making noise right now, my podcast listeners are not happy with you. Okay, make it quiet. We'll save that shit for five minutes. Okay, contact the motorcycle show because. We learned this last year. Did we have a booth? Yes, we did. Was Chuck Schramm in our booth? Yes, he was. Did we have vintage motorcycles in our booth? You bet your ass we did. We had a row of them. We had a row of cool old bikes. And do you know what? For the first time in a long time, the motorcycle show was thrilled to have vintage bikes. And the display was kick-ass. Yeah, it was a good display. Well, I can tell you that clubs like the American uh, Antique Motorcycle Club of American yep. Yep. Uh, America, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm getting a couple we'll of that go. American, uh, yeah, the American of the American America. Of yeah, we couldn't believe that. The because because they've up? committed you to be, being willing to pay the $15,000 entrance if you back out. Right. And so you're talking about club members who, like myself, I mean, I was the VJMC rep. Yeah, I'm not willing to sign off on a contract that says I guarantee that there'll be a, a you know, that I'm going to populate this space or I'm going to pay fifteen thousand dollars. We oh. had a flock of bikes there last year. <laughs> we had a booth. We had a flock of bikes. <clears throat> we had a booth. We had loads of fucking people. That was through. fun. It was fun as hell. Podcast listeners brought us moonshine. Somebody brought I brought us a pie. You guys are actually walking the show doing your podcast, weren't you? We were having a great time. Yeah. The like the third year tonight. in a row we've done guys, that. The motorcycle show is the next event coming up for most people who listen to this podcast. This is the mm-hmm. time to contact them. This is the time to let them know about your club or your group or your organization. If you don't have a club, group, or organization yet, you can. Yeah, just make one up. Just make one up. This weekend is cheap. a fall colors ride. Cliff yeah, Roach. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we'll do something. Sunday. Okay. I forgot all about that. What, two days from now? Two days from now, yeah. Oh, shit. Two days from now, meet here at the shop. We're okay. We're doing a ball call right. Oh, awesome. That's right. Noon? I won't be here, but y'all have a good time. What? The, uh, Where are you going to be? Theater Bazaar. <laughs> He's going to be at a Halloween There's party. There's a room called the Fistatorium. Yeah. I don't want to go there. I'll let you figure that shit out for yourselves. But not joking around. I'll let you have that one. Right. Not joking around. The motorcycle show. If if you hate winter, if you're sick time. of the snow, yeah. if you're sick of the event, do the fucking motorcycle show. Do the uh, you know the the international motorcycle show. It's a lot of fun. Find out near you if you're listening to the podcast. <clears throat> find out where the local motorcycle show is. What major metropolis you have to go to. Get a group of your friends together. Call them up, make contact, sign yourself up as a club, and bring fucking eight or ten bikes out. It's free. They're going to get a pass so that you can attend the show. Maybe you can get your family in, too. You'll get a booth. You can get line your bikes up. You can talk to people about cool old bikes, but you'll be in the show. You won't be a victim of the marketing machine. You'll be in there talking to people about something you love doing. Kick ass. And I will give you a pro tip. Sneak in your own booze. Ah! <laughs> hey, look, 
I'm just saying. Alcohol is the grease that lubricates this podcast. And you can have this much fun, too, if you're willing to drink a little. Look, we had charcuterie. We had, like last year, our event. We've introduced people to what charcuterie actually is because of Chris Smith. Because of Chris and his dangling meat. There you go. Smile when you His dangling that. salty meat. <laughs> yeah. I just made some lap chong. I, I should have brought it, but I didn't. His hand-packed, did Asian you make it sausage. your own personal Artisan. Lap? Asian sausage? Yeah. That's pretty good. Can we say that Chris has artisan sausage? Artisanal sausage. Artisanal sausage. And he's got Asian, Asian sausage, which is just a little shorter yeah. than regular Yeah, they're little, yeah, it's like those little micro <laughs> I did. I made him into these little, like, little <laughs> tiny legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. But if, if you look at him, they're always oh pixelated. <laughs> it is always pixelated. God damn it, why is it so pixelated? <laughs> to everyone that's uh, John tried to show everybody his sausage, and it was pixelated. <laughs> the, uh, but the motorcycle show is fun. We have a good time every year we do it. And we bring a bunch of bikes, and we populate the thing. And last year, you know, Jackie and I, God, I, I feel so bad. I'm forgetting the name of the other lady who was running the show. They were so sweet, and they mm-hmm. made sure we had space. They made sure we what were set up What was her right. name? I can't recall. I can't either. But yeah, she was awesome. But yep. they were on point. Like, yep, they were on they point. Were. Yep. We were right by the stage. We got shout-outs. Like, it was cool. And, you know, it's the winter. What the fuck else are you doing? It's really cool getting kicked out of the BMW booth. That was a couple years ago. We got yeah. kicked out of the BMW booth. How'd you guys get kicked out of the BMW booth? We were drinking in their turret. climbed up on top of their little display area. Without their permission. No, 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 no. It was well, end of the show. You guys were doing a podcast in their booth, and they didn't like we, it. They closed the show down, but we didn't think it was time for the show to end. We were still having a good time. So we were in the top of their tower. And we BMW still had booths. <laughs> we still had booths left. So, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Well, they, they drew star, straws, and a very nice lady was asked to come up. And they obviously were like, all right, who's the hottest chick here? You are. Go kick them Go out. Go kick them out. Yeah. So they sent the prettiest girl up to be like, um, I'm sorry, you guys have Would to Would you leave. boys please leave? <laughs> and we did, eventually. Yeah, we were nice. We're like, okay, yeah. we didn't thank you. We problem. Literally, they know that she's the prettiest boy. But so this year, we're going to do it again. So this year, we're We should have just been, like, blocked off the entrance and been, like... You know, yeah. no, no. I fart in your general direction. <laughs> I claim this you tower the in the name of Cleveland Moto. We should put Johnny We have a stairs. flag. Like the Thanks the women. We have a flag. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. So, we have claimed this for England. <laughs> yeah, I do recommend that you do that. It, it's a good idea. I think it. I think generally, it's everybody should be supporting their own community. They should. Yes, they, they really should. And like if you've got a if you got a makerspace or a makerspace. Wow, that is the fucking trendiest shit I said in a long maker's time. Makers mark. I makers mark. Thank you. Now, <laughs> now we're on target. Right. But if you've got some place that does like a motorcycle co-op or you've got something that is just fucking be cool, man. Like go to that shit. <clears throat> Shafron. And he should be talking. place is kicking. He should be all over the You know, even yeah. and well he did. He did such a good job. Brian Shaffron you know, he does the Skidmark Garage. It's a co-op here in Cleveland. And he did such a good job at, uh, at, uh, AM, 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 at the AIM show. The, uh, oh, AIM show. I'm sorry. AIM show. I wasn't even there. No, he did a good job at AIM show. Like, they had a really cool booth set up. They had, like, a coffee thing going on. Oh. Like, Brian did a fantastic job at the AIM show. And but he's you know he's a spot he's a co-op here in Cleveland where you can go and work on bikes pay like a monthly <coughs> fee if you don't have a garage in your backyard you can go use somebody else's space and he's giving you the space to do it and that's his tools his tools right and and, and cool shit like that's good and you need to be doing that Joe Casola look if you're in Tennessee and you have not looked up Joe Casola Joe Casola's a I have so much love for Joe Joe's one of those guys. His dad is like the triumph guru 
And if you're ever down in like uh, North Olmsted and you see that trailer park in North Olmsted, right across the street from the trailer park, <laughs> you're, you're not winning me here. That's okay. <laughs> but Joe's dad, Joe, Joe grew up around British motorcycles. <laughs> and Joe's dad bleeds British racing green. Like he's got that shit dialed in. And Joe himself is a fucking fantastic wrench. I've had the honor of working with him. He's a brilliant mechanic. Well, he moved down to Tennessee, and you know what? He's a school teacher. He's got the skills to be a school teacher and everything else. Shop teacher? He could, you know, he's running a motorcycle co-op for people who want to work on bikes, and he's giving them some technical help, and he's showing them what to do. That's awesome. Brian Schaffron here in Cleveland, he's got a good thing going. Helping people get in touch with some skills, get in touch with something that they can do. There are too many people out there that can't service or can't even maintain what they're operating. The motorcycle industry needs to do a better job of keeping the next generation energized about motorcycles, or they're going to lose it. Because I agree. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I, mean, I mean, we see it all the time. We were talking about earlier today. I mean, yeah. the young kids aren't riding. Oh, and, and they so don't want to be associated with. It. They sit at home, they play video games, play with your phone, electronics. It's all electronics. Spot on, spot on. Yeah. Kids yeah. would trade a kid if you gave a kid a mini bike, they'd trade it for an Xbox. Yes, they would. But yet, then again, though, the whole industry, the uh, uh, motocross side, the dirt bike side's up big time. Yeah. Because, okay. Because you see on TV every every weekend, you see the X Games and stuff X like Games. That. You see the motocross, right? Championship. Dude, when somebody's 60 feet in the air on a goddamn dirt bike. Oh, yeah, sideways, and the kids are watching it going, That's cool. I can do that, Mom. Find <laughs> me a bike. And, and the surgeons are going, yes. I thought yeah, that when I was 11, that. too. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 dirt bike, the dirt bike section yeah. of the motorcycle industry is Heads up, like there's crazy. somebody outside. Okay. Yep. Staggering around. Well, it could be any of us. Well, we got to polish this off anyway. It's All about right. two hours. So we're going to go outside and see what's going on in front of the shop. Somebody's molesting your Gucci. <laughs> Let's sing it out, Dustin. Yeah, hold on, wait for it. No, it's somebody in the car. Oh, okay. Tell them they're too late. No, they're taking a break. They're fine. Dun, dun. It, okay. Hey, it never watch. hurts to check, okay? Right, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good. Not After all, this is Cleveland, you know. I did not Good call, Johnny Mac. A technical tap. So the uh, uh, tap 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 tap. The uh, so yeah, so that's cool. Do your motorcycle show. Sign up. Um, you got anything else? Anybody else? Yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's cool. All right, we're gonna try, ride fast and take chances. Press the red button. Press 